Aloha team, this is Brendan, and this is just a bonus piece of audio that I actually wanted to add in in post-production, and uh, you are about to listen to the episode for the Paradigm Shift Destiny School on health and fitness, but there's something that I literally forgot to mention during the live broadcast, and it's just kind of a cool idea, and I just wanted to share it with you, but it's the fact that this recording actually took place on the date of June 9th, and uh, of course, that is also 609 within our calendar, so it's a very interesting and reflective symbolic date for the idea of the yin yang and balance and I just kind of wanted to put that out there because I, I feel health and fitness has a lot to do with that it's about finding your own balance so reflect on that meditate on that just sharing that with you but nonetheless here's the recording of the episode enjoy and much love your health and your fitness are both the student and the teacher Aloha, students. Welcome once again to another cosmic episode of Paradigm Shift Destiny School. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. This is your good buddy, Brendan, joined by some amazing shifters from all across the globe here for this live broadcast recorded for you, broadcasted across the Internet. Shifters, with me here tonight, let's unmute ourselves and say hello to the beautiful people tuned into this from all over the world and timelines. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys, for, for, for tuning into this once again. And of course, this is Paradigm Shift Destiny School, and tonight's topic is about health and fitness. So this is a very, very key topic within the, the spiritual path, and I'm really excited to be able to talk about it here with, uh, some, with some amazing minds and, and get, some, get some good conversation going and really bring in some practical tips and advice that people listening to this will be able to benefit from. So we're going to get right into it, and uh, just straight before we do that, I'm just going to give a quick introduction again, you know, shout out to the people who may be new to this project, and if you are tuned in live, please feel free to share this with your friends, and even if you aren't tuned in live, Please feel free to share this with your friends. And of course, Paradigm Shift Destiny School is an extension of the ParadigmShiftCentral.com project, which is a real-world game to help shift consciousness. And we are a group of conscious media creators and shifters helping intentionally assist with the shift in consciousness. And there's Paradigm Shift communities all across the globe, and you can explore more on the main website. You can get involved. You can create your own quest journals, and you can be a part of this real, ongoing story. So the Destiny classes are something that we do once a month within our broadcast, and we have other broadcasts and dream class and team building and admin hangouts. And each time we do a Destiny class, it's related to a specific topic. So prior to this, we've had one about dreams, we've had one about meditation and mindfulness. And then again, this natural progression, I feel, is, is very makes sense to incorporate health and fitness. Because if we're talking about shifting paradigms, it is this idea of choosing to be the change that we wish to see. And there's a lot to this topic that I think most people perhaps may overlook. So let's bring it back to the ground, let's bring it back to the roots, and let's work with what we got, which are these physical bodies, you know, these vessels for our spirit, these incredibly, in some ways, advanced cosmic technological things that we get to inhabit that can travel through dimensions and uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later <laughs> but of course um, we're gonna we're gonna open up the microphone and get some people here in the group to share a little bit about their own experiences and their own input and their own insight and ideas related to the topic of health and fitness so to start this classroom 
room off, we're actually going to introduce and we're going to bring our buddy Phil, a.k.a. Philosophical, a.k.a. Kevin Mays, into this conversation. And he's going to share a little bit, uh, sort of as like a micro-presentation. You can think of that in this way as each one of us takes turns standing in front of the class. So, Phil, you can uh, make your way up to the front of the class and, and, and go ahead. I'm going to pass the talking stick over to you. So thanks again, everyone, and let's do this. Thank you all. Happy Thursday to everyone in here and everyone watching. Can you hear me all right? All good? Cool. So, um, yeah, exercise, health, and fitness are a key part of my life. And, um, Brendan, thank you for introducing me. And I, I, I do have multiple names. I, I like to go by Philo Flows. And I'm also also integrating my my feminine side, which I call Leela Rose, and so I've got those two, and then I've also got about 37 other personalities that might come through uh, spontaneously as I'm sharing here, because uh, one of my mantras is, "Get out the way and let the universe play," <laughs> and um, I really feel that's a, a good mantra to have because. A lot of times, if we just let ourselves flow, then the best information and inspiration comes through. So, with that said, anyone who is interested in enhancing your health and fitness, I encourage you right now to grab a pen and paper because uh, I believe that a good notebook is like an external hard drive for the mind. And if you write down the information, then it makes empty space for new information and new insights to come through. But if you're not writing things down, then you're like trying to remember the last thing and you're trying to like come up with your next thought and like you got all these things bouncing around. So if you really want to make the most of this whole broadcast, I really encourage you to jot some notes down. I mean, I often just write down like key phrases and that sort of thing. Um, Though that's that's a real superpower. The the book that I'm bringing bringing into the world is called Unlocking Our Superpowers, and I've got got a little preview copy of it right here. The, the spirit animal is the rainbow lion, and um, as you can probably imagine, lions are vi very healthy creatures and very into you know full full physicality and I really do believe that that is um, a crucial component of, of spirituality is health and fitness and so I'm gonna uh, just share some some key key aspects of, of health and fitness from my world um, we have a new new homie who just joined are you um, could you mute your microphone if you're not talking please Thank you for joining us. Um, so, so yeah, basically I've been in love with exercise for my whole life, and I've always been a runner. Uh, I ran track in high school and cross country, and I played soccer. And um, around age 17, I, I started having a lot of injuries, or, and they... They were kind of mysterious injuries, like my, my wrists and my knees would just start hurting, and I couldn't really explain it, and I started to see doctors, and they didn't really know what was going on. You know, they gave me wrist braces, 
And at one point, like my junior year of high school, the pain got so bad that I, I had two wrist braces and a knee brace. And my friends like make fun of me. They were like, you look like you're going rollerblading or something. And I was just starting to get really depressed because my health was going down the drain. And um, it eventually progressed where the pain just got worse and worse, where it was all I could think about. And I kept looking. I kept going to doctors, and they didn't seem like they really understood what was happening. And eventually, I saw this doctor who said I had a mind-body disorder, which is that somehow the connection between my mind and body was like causing this pain. And so I did this whole. I went to this rehab center, this physical rehab center, and I spent three weeks there. And that's where I first learned meditation and about the connection between the mind and body. And I was doing like six hours of repetitive exercises every day. Like some of it was in the pool. You know, I was doing jumping jacks. I was doing like six hours every single day of, of exercise. And my wrists were like killing me the whole time. But I just, the doctor's like, you have to just keep going through it. And finally, on like the, the third week, like the pain finally started to, to dissipate, and I was just feeling so grateful. And by the end of the third week, it was like I had a brand new body, and I was just like, wow, I've got my life back. Like I'm not in pain all the time. And this was the same time that I got a laptop, and I started just like this quest to just learn about the mind-body connection and how we can heal ourselves through exercise and through these other modalities. And that was back in 2008. And so since then, I've just been practicing and putting these tools into action as much as I can. And um, that's a big part of what this book I've been writing is about. And um, my big intention is to, like, synthesize these these teachings and information into the most like simple practical digestible way that people can actually apply you know because there's a lot of information out there but I really want to share what's worked for me um, and so I won't go into like the full full regiment download right this moment but um, but just one piece to think about is um, Is that if you can, yeah? Let's just let's just imagine this for a moment. If you imagine two guys are coming into your to your school to give a presentation, and um, they're they're giving a presentation on on motivation, like they're motivational speakers. And the one guy comes in and he's like slouched over. He's got his hands in his pockets, and he's just kind of like frowning. You know, are and before he even speaks, you're just like getting kind of a read on him, you know. And then the second guy comes in and he's like strong, tall posture, you know. He's smiling, he's talking to people, he's lit up, and he's um, he's he's just like embodying a different energy. You can kind of just feel before they even give a presentation, like what what's the difference between them? 
and it's really the way they're holding their body and the way that energy is moving through their body. It's not how many concepts they've memorized and how many books they've read in their mind or how many like things they've done. It's like their whole physical body and their whole energy, that's what's really sending the message to the world. And so like a key teaching of, of this book, Unlocking Our Superpowers, is that our subconscious mind is literally our body. Like, if you can grasp that concept, your life will transform in amazing ways. Because if you realize that your physical body is directly mirroring what your subconscious beliefs are, and vice versa, then you can begin to reprogram your entire reality. Because our subconscious mind is essentially generating our experience. And a lot of people try to put these spiritual concepts in their mind, but they're not doing anything with their body to integrate it. And so I really believe this broadcast, if we can talk about like the ways that we utilize our whole body and our whole energy field, that's how we really broadcast a, a, a different vibration into the world. It's not just through speaking it. It's through walking the walk. It's through running the run. It's through, you know, full, full energetic um, engagement. And um, that's what I'm really passionate about. You know, I love to just exercise my whole body because it's like if I want to be the best version of myself, if I want to be confident, then my body has to be confident. You know, my body, my vehicle for my soul has to be uh, at its best capacity if, if I want to be my best. And that's what I really believe, and that's what I empower everyone else who I'm a coach to, who I support, is to really get physical and, and engage this amazing 50 trillion celled organism that that we have the blessing to experience. Um, so that's that's a, a, a brief overview of, of what I feel inspired to share and I'd be happy to share some more specifics um, once once the talking stick has passed. Um, but uh, the main download is subconscious mind is the body and if we if you can just if we can all grasp that that's a game changer for sure awesome thank you so much man that's uh yeah like i that's 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 right cuz you know everything's a mirror everything everything that we see consciousness is a mirror test it's being able to see yourself and your surroundings yet also yourself and you're right like i think it's really interesting when we look at health and fitness and this can be a topic we can explore within this discussion because i know some people know more about it than i do we can look at things like reflexology and iridology and and you realize that like the map it, the the body contains maps to the bigger body but also the spirit so you know the idea of like being able to like look into someone's eyes and someone who studied this would be able to see illness within the physical body reflected in the eyes so i mean in the same sense like you would be able to see quote unquote like disease you know like out of ease disease within the spirit 
if you're seeing it within the physical body. And and you're right. Like the the big thing as to like why this whole health and fitness thing is key for me because like I feel a primary goal within the shift in consciousness is being able to become an experience, being a, a, a better vessel for, for consciousness, to have that, you know, I think of consciousness as like, you know, the awe wind, the creative flow, it's like water, it flows through you. So you want to, you know, if you're thinking of chakras even, you can think of chakras almost like like wheels on a well, kind of, and, and if they're clean and if they're functioning, then the water flows through it, kind of like the snake, and, and you know, which very symbolically represented um, by no accident. So I mean, how do we do that? How do we how do we allow this body to be this clear conduit for for ideas to come through, for passion to come through, for inspiration to come through? And again, you know, turning us so that we can become better creators, better dreamers within the dream, as I, I often say. So, um, yeah, like I think that's that's a cool thing is when we realize, you know, even if it could be little things, if we notice that we're slouching, like that could be us subconsciously doing something that we're not even aware of and posture is like one of the easiest things within uh, you know health and fitness like immediate posture makes an immediate difference so I mean even everyone like right here you know like check your posture right check your spine imagine someone pulling that string from the top of your head like that's a practical tip right there because within today's like phone age and Facebook age like that is a that is like an actual epi epidemic people are crunching their shoulders they're arching their backs they're closing their necks and because of that, they're losing. It's it's contracting the it's constricting the ability for energy to flow. In, in in you know, and again, like science doesn't really get into the concepts of of energy and everything like that. It's more something yet you, you have to experience personally. But just doing that, like opening your chest, like putting your shoulder blades back together, you can feel an immediate difference. And sometimes it just takes those simple reminders throughout the day to like notice if you're slouching and everything. So I mean. What I like about health and fitness, and I'll just say this and we'll, and we'll pass it off to someone else, is that, you know, health and fitness is like, it's, it calls yourself into responsibility because you are the only person who is responsible for your own health and fitness. You make the choices as to like what you are doing with your body, what you're putting into your body and everything like that. So, I mean, if, if that, if that sounds like it's daunting, it's also a message of hope because, I mean, you know, if that's the case, the body, knowing that the body is a very flexible and malleable thing, it, it, it is designed to transform. And when in its optimal state, it is created as like this self-healing mechanism. And that's where we can get into the idea of like alkaline and alkalinity, um, which I think is, you know, really important. And I'll just say like, I'll just drop one tip here, uh, you know, in terms of like practical tips, hydration. Hydration is so important, and and ideally hydration with like good water. And again, you know that's where you want to get into like alkaline water. Um, I want to tell you guys, I'll I'll mention more about like space light later on in the broadcast. Some of you guys know about that. It's a al alkaline electrolyte supplement that I really recommend through my own experience, and it's a great way to alkaline your water compared to a lot of other options out there. But um, alkaline water and hydration are super important. You know, just your body is like. 80, 90% water, your, your, your brain, your gray matter is like 90% water. So, I mean, if the water's there, then the energy is going to be able to flow through it more effectively. So it's amazing how many people are just not hydrated properly and then that affects their health. But then they get into a state of like constant, okay, I'll just say this, you know, I think it's interesting when you look at society, 
people are sort of become content with where their bodies are, not realizing that they've like plateaued at, at a level that is like by no means their potential, yet they've gotten used to it. People who may eat like, you know, like really acidic foods and everything and just not the best food, they, they'll feel a certain way, yet they felt that way for the past like 15 years of their life. So they think that's all there is and they accept it and they get used to it. But once you start changing your health, you notice drastically like the, the changes in it. So into your experience, into your outlook on the world. Phil, go ahead. Yeah, it, in, that's exactly right. In, in the book, I have a, a tip that you can write down. It's called the ACT acclimation zone and it's it's exactly what you're saying we get we get acclimated to a specific feeling state and we think that that's all there is but in my experience the truth is you can keep breaking through and keep um, you know reaching greater levels of, of health you know I've switched to a vegan plant-based diet in the last for the last five months and like I just feel so much clearer, so much more balanced and um, I previous to that didn't think it was possible to feel this healthy and like I, I feel like I'm actually like happy to be in my body like my body's not like dragged down so much and so I encourage people to write down like the acclimation zone and to imagine like can it get better than this? And then ask, like, what do I have to do to, to feel better than this? Because I believe that health is our birthright, and we all have the potential to feel extremely healthy if, if we do, if we take the right steps. So, but it does take a lot of work. That's the, that's the truth. Is like, it's not easy. It, it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, it takes a lot of discipline. So, that's for my sure. piece. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, it, again, it's so much of it is mental, right? Like changing your story and, and you're right. Like yeah, not being sim simple but not easy. So like the, the, the discipline and the consistency is a key thing with health and fitness. And we'll talk about this a little later, later on, you know. How can we make fitness fun? Like that, that I feel. How can we bring play into it? I think that's something that we think we have to go to a gym. We think we have to do push-ups. We think it has to be like really a chore and challenging. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. There's a million and one different ways to play with our body. So how can you bring your fun into it so that you can actually look forward to working out and you're gaining you know, more more from it? You know, like, yeah, dancing. Exactly, right? Phil's dancing over there. So, okay. Um, uh, yeah, there's definitely more to talk about on this topic, but let's uh, pass the talking stick over to, uh, to someone else who would like to be able to join in on this. So, Michelle. Oh, you can go ahead next. Yeah. I want to. I want to just. I want to just say what you guys um, were talking about the acclimation zone. I noticed that a lot in my energy body, which is like the subtle body itself, has it comes. You get these bricks sometimes of energy that sit in your subtle body, and you forget because you're used. To, okay, so we wear our energetic body like all the time, and from those. Come here, kitty. From the sticking points, uh, we forget that we can break through it or that we need to be cleaned out. And that's that's been a huge thing for my my energetic health is that you recognize like, okay, it's time to sweep this down or it's time to ground this energy into the earth or it's time to um, do some kind of ritual that purifies and cleanses the etheric body just as much as the physical body because we can weigh ourselves down so much um, within our psychic energy and not recognize that we can move that energy as well. 
Um, so that was one thing that I wanted to add with that. And then with the making um, working out fun, I started lifting weights um, not long ago, and I this is what happens. This is my story with this. In the beginning, it's like a chore, like maybe even for the first year, where you're like, okay, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this because I feel that I want that confidence that comes from like wearing a vessel or a suit or a temple, like like knowing, feeling that my body is the full potential that I can see, because we all look at our bodies and we can see like what it can be, and there's that slight difference between being too critical and then like you know accepting what is, but like really like maximizing yourself to like become who you really are, you know, um, and embody your spirit, which you guys touched on. I think embodying our spirits is like super super important. Um, it's a gift that we get to embody our spirits. It's a it's a privilege. Um, so what I do now, and I do this in a in a way that actually turned into meditation for me, which is um, I put on music that's like beats antique or like some funky music because before like with my sadhana practice I was super like spiritual and I couldn't like do anything that was like fun and playful and then I was like screw that like life is fun and playful so um, I put on some awesome like not like drum and bass but like what is it? like or not dubstep but like music that makes you freaking want to pump it and then you yeah yeah Brennan what up and then you do that, and then you do some burpees to that, and you do some weights to that, and you're just like, oh, and you are getting it on at like 7 in the morning, like in your own apartment, too. And it, it changes, and then it becomes like, yes, please bring that, because I need an outlet for the tension or the fire or the passion that like is not being charged out in my day in whatever reason. You need to like move that energy, and then you become that vessel for your spirit, because the other thing I'll say real quick, and then I'll pass it, is that um, I, I practice and teach yoga. And one of my super awesome teachers is Sean Korn. And she talks about how when we go through the tension in our bodies, the tension is what prevents us from being present with each other. So if I have that tension in my sacral chakra or my third eye and it's not running through me smoothly, then I'll be reactive to you as opposed to responsive and like my heart being open. So if I do yoga though and I breathe and I move that chi, if I move that tension, if I move that trauma even, because Lord knows I'd be crying sometimes when I'm moving a lot of energy. I just sounded like Phil, did you hear that? I'd be crying sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that we have, what, go ahead Phil. <laughs> oh darling, you got it going baby. <laughs> I'll be challenging you. Um, so, um, so yeah, if we don't, if we don't do our discipline practice of moving that energy, we don't show up as our greatest and biggest and more most potential selves. And what the biggest lesson that I learned, like personally, is like I don't want to only show up for myself. But when I love somebody else, when I love my friends, my people, and like I'm reactive to you guys, like I don't want to do not do my work. So I can I want to show up for you guys. I want to show up and, and be able to interchange from my heart with y'all. And if I don't do my practices, then I'm not at full capacity to do that. And that's why I started doing the ritual of working out, besides the fact that also in my body I feel more comfortable. And it has been huge in my life. So I'll just say that. So love you. 
Michelle yeah. Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. And um, again, you know, just uh, st- stating the obvious uh, for anyone listening to this, anybody that you hear within this broadcast, be sure to check the show notes and, and connect to their channel. We got a lot of amazing creators here. And, and shout out to Kevin. He's got a book coming out. And uh, Michelle's always always rocking it. She's got new articles and lots of cool videos on the it's way. It's going to be a book soon, probably in the fall. Soon. Yeah. Everybody's got a book these days. So, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so a- a- again, you know, there, there's there's a lot to talk about on this topic, and, and I think having the personal stories of experience are, are always important because it's interesting when, again, if you look at the body as a teacher, that can be a very important shift within your paradigm. And, I, and, and I'll just say one thing here, and then we'll pass it over to anybody else who wants to add in their own uh, ideas and presentation. When, when it comes to health and fitness, this was touched upon earlier, but the concept of self-love I feel is so important. Like, love yourself, like, where you are at right now. And, like, that's actually, like, a hack in order to be able to progress your 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 fitness level, your health level, and everything like that. Because, like, if you're, if you're exercising out of, like, spite and stuff like that, I mean, perhaps, you know, that is a motivation for some people. But if you can, like, fully just love yourself as you are and with the idea that, you know, you are working out as an act of self-love, for yourself like it's for it literally is you know you're just like I love my body that is why I'm taking the time to take care of it and you can almost treat your physical body as like a partner within a relationship you know you take it out for walks like you, you pay attention to it you give it you give it what it needs and, and if you listen to the body it will tell you what it needs it will tell you like what it's actually asking for and there's a big conversation there between being aware of like impulses and being aware of like actually what the body needs you know like does your body need that like half a bag of cookies no no it probably doesn't but an impulse until in, in you tells you that you totally do so like you can learn more about mindfulness and consciousness and the health and fitness path is a great way to just develop self-discipline within your life that that blends over into all of your other spiritual practices so I mean you know it's it's always something that we're always going to be having in our present reality we're always going to be with our physical body so let's let's pay attention to it bring in the concept of self-love like literally even do that as a meditation do it as a mantra in the morning you know tell your body that you love it tell yourself that you love it and then just allow yourself to transform through through that process you know like and, and through the community's inspiration, I think it's a very powerful thing when we can continue to be like, yeah, you know, I may not be 100% satisfied with where my body is at, quote-unquote, but, like, that's okay to feel that way because that's you recognizing that you still have room for improvement. And it's cool because then you get to, like, explore that journey and then you get to, like, have that experience of, of stepping into that new version of yourself. And that was the reason why you are where you are now and you're going to where you're going is so that you can experience the path of, of earning it because if it was just giving it to you, if 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 you like were born with like a six pack or something like that, like where's the fun in that? You know, where's the lesson in that, right? So honor and be be grateful for the lessons that you have and being able to learn from your body and work alongside with your body. So yeah. So let's um let's let's continue to pass it around and, and we do got quite a few people here in the classroom. So um this could be a long broadcast, but uh we'll we'll keep moving here. So who would like to volunteer to uh, take a moment to share any ideas and particular topics, practical tips and tricks with the rest of the class? So Sam, we'll pass it over to you. This is Sam from Haven for Humanity. You guys probably heard him on the past. He's an awesome dude. So Sam, go ahead. Thank you, man. 
Um, so yeah, I'm Sam from Haven for Humanity. I'm a life coach, natural wellness coach, uh, and health coach, personal trainer. Uh, been working in the health and working on our own personal health and wellness for over 15 years, and uh, you know now we do it for a living. So me and my family is uh, uh, we run a self-sustainable uh, natural wellness center. So we're we're teaching people about how to live a natural lifestyle and, and be healthy uh, full-time. So I think one of the hardest things that, uh, the, like the problem that we had dealing with is how to cater to everyone because uh, everybody has these personal success stories and there's like thousands of them now and with the internet there more and more people are writing their own and they're great but they, they're not necessarily helpful for everyone. And just because somebody had success with one treatment or one, you know, style of exercise or one meal plan or diet plan or something doesn't mean that that's going to work for everybody. So uh, our thing is we do very, uh, very personal, very uh, detailed health histories and and really get to know you and work uh, on a personal level to develop a sustainable long-term plan that can work uh, with with you to, to achieve your goals. Um, and that's through physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. You know, we, uh, we're very spiritual people and, and uh, we're Reiki masters and uh, we have a lot of energy healers and, and things of that sort, and we are nutritionists at the same time, so we teach how to eat right and take care of the physical body. Um, we teach Zen, Zen awareness and Satori, uh, psychology, therapy, emotional uh, body, and things like that. So yeah, we're, uh, we really work on, on all aspects and try to, try to you know, heal uh, people on, on all levels to achieve uh, whatever goals they're trying to to achieve, and that's basically, uh, you know, how we approach health and wellness here, at, you know, at Haven for Humanity. Um, so I guess something I can leave you guys with: uh, we try to look at uh, wellness as far as nature's wellness plan. So instead of using a microscope to look down at a uh, bacterial level of things, and uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of fractals, but uh, it's kind of like when you zoom in on something, there's more detail there. So every time we zoom in, we discover something new, and we think that that's the new thing, like vitamins, minerals, all these things that we discover. But, uh, you know, animals have the ability to figure out what they, they're, they're supposed to eat by using their five senses that they were born with without having to be use microscopes and without having to like discover all these things so uh, you know that's what we teach we teach uh, basic earth wind water fire uh, fire being sunlight and getting enough sunlight wind being fresh air uh, getting elect electric air ions in your air not breathing dead air uh, getting an ionizer, getting particulates out of the air, uh, 
water, also very important to be drinking electric water, high energy water, clean water, and earth would be, you know, your food and making sure that we're getting the cleanest uh, and, and healthiest food possible, which is usually, mostly, raw and vegan food, which is what we try to eat most of the time. And Haven for Humanity is going to be sort of a, uh, a haven for people to come where they can take like a health retreat and be surrounded by an abundance of fruits and vegetables. That way you don't have to like worry about being tempted by all those things that are that are out there in the world. <laughs> not while you not while people will be here, at least. So yeah, that's everything. Cool. Thanks, Sam. How long how long have you been uh living off a vegan diet? Oh. Um we're not really vegan. Um or just vegetarian or mindful diet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because, cause, yeah, I, I, I did have cheese a couple days ago. Um, but, yeah, I've been eating, uh, I've been having, like, green smoothies every single day for about 15 years now. Um, <laughs> we've been eating organic food for uh, over 18 years. Um, uh, and we've just been learning more about diet and refining our diet. Uh, we went vegan uh, three years ago uh, everything is like 90% for us you know we went like 90% vegan about three years ago and we pretty much stayed that way and um, then we went raw vegan we've been raw vegan for about a year and a half now and uh, that's like so we're, we're pretty much 90% raw vegans and once a month or something we'll eat something that's cooked but now like our cheat meals become what most people would consider healthy food <laughs> you know so yeah we, we're yeah but it's an experiment you know we're just we're trying new things and seeing how we feel and I mean I can't complain we feel better than we ever have in our entire lives right now but you know it's it's an experiment everybody has to go through their own process and find their own you know their own path and their own whatever their goals are for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's, again, you know, like, I, I think it's great when, with what you're doing with Haven for Humanity, when you're helping create a community where access to these foods are, are more readily available. Um, that's something that I feel like we as a culture are, 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 are ideally moving more towards. I, I feel that a lot of times people's diet is um, sort of governed just by what's within arm's reach of them sort of thing. And a lot of people, they're just like, you know, I'd love to eat healthy, but I don't know where to get the food or it's too expensive and everything like that. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's it's it, it involves being creative. Um, it also involves maybe going out of your way a little bit. But when it comes to food, like, that is an investment in your well-being. So, I mean, it's worth doing when you can and again just sort of mitigating and, and removing some of the things that you don't need that that may just sort of be um, you know for for again like the the pleasure and everything like the the acidic foods and stuff like that um, yeah there's a whole thing about just like acidity and everything but yeah um, Sam I know you have to head out pretty soon was there is there anything yeah. else uh, yeah I mean I just just based on what you were just saying um, I I do want to say I, I, I work with a lot of people who have that problem and tell me like especially like I can't I can't afford organic food because it's too expensive um, and the 
the price difference that you're that that people are talking about is usually under a dollar with most items. Uh, it can be a couple dollars here and there, but you know the difference between three dollars for conventional and five dollars for organic, and people are saying that it's it's too expensive. Percentage-wise, I understand it is a major jump in percentage as far as how much the cost is. But when you think about it, you're, you can spend $5 and get the highest quality produce you can possibly afford to buy. Like, we can live like kings. Any average person right now can go to the store and buy the highest quality produce they can possibly find that, that anybody in, in the country can possibly find. And so, you know, we can live like kings now with the availability of you know fruits and vegetables all year round in grocery stores uh, we just have to choose to you know perceive it that way and, and you know enjoy the abundance you know of the of of produce of fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do have to head out, so that's that's kind of what I'm gonna leave you guys with. <laughs> cool. What's um What's your favorite type of smoothie consist of? You wanna just leave us with that? Favorite smoothie. My favorite personally is probably strawberry banana, but I mean, mm -hmm. I, I we make smoothies every day, and our green smoothies are just greens, which are pretty gross. Most people can't drink them. <laughs> we we've had to work our way up to drinking. Uh, green smoothies like this, but like it's really good to get your minerals in, and uh, you know those dark green leafy vegetables that you normally wouldn't eat in a salad, like you know your kale and chard and spinach and stuff like that. You can throw it in a smoothie, blend it up, throw a couple apples in there. You won't even taste the greens if you throw some fruits in there, which is like amazing. You can get all your greens in, throw a couple apples, and you know the flavor of the greens goes away, and you can drink your your greens down. Um, and yeah, so we we make smoothies all the time. Pretty much whatever we have in season, we try to eat whatever's in season. It's cheaper that way, and it's you know it's healthier for us that way. Also, it's local food. Sure. For sure. Cool, man. Well, um, I just want to say one thing, just because it's a it's a neat idea, and and I'm gonna let you go. Um, just cool. right after, but it, you know, like when it comes to like eating like uh, plants and and vegetables and everything like that, uh, this is just goes for everyone. Keep in mind that I mean, you know, if we're talking about like photosynthesis and stuff like that. We're literally juicing and creating and eating and finding a way to ingest raw sunlight, if you want to think about it that way. So I mean, you know, like 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 that is literally like the plants and everything. They are sort of ambassadors for us to eat light, and so we're beings of light, and we literally eat light. And so I mean, when you think about it that way, you can sort of measure food and be like, be like, how much light is in this food? You know, it's not on the label or anything like that. But literally, what if you start thinking about it that way? So you know, that's where you start to realize why plants and, and things like that are actually so beneficial for the body. Yes, there's the minerals. Yes, there's the nutrients. But it's just like, what are those carrying with them as, as well? So I mean, that's just a thought, and I know there's more to it. But yeah, I just put that out there but yeah Sam any any last words and, and thanks again man for, for being here and for all you're doing with Haven for Humanity it's a beautiful project uh, well yeah thank you man and, and I, I do want to say that I uh, well Haven for Humanity does offer uh, uh, what are we calling it e-counseling uh, so if you want to send mm -hmm. if anybody want, that's listening wants to send 
uh, emails to us, and we'll get back to you. Uh, as far as anything to do with, with health and wellness, like I said, we're certified nutritionists, uh, Reiki masters. We've, we've been doing this for uh, collectively over 100 years, you know, between all of, all of the people that work here and all the experience we have. So, uh, you know, just if any, we, we work specifically towards natural lifestyle uh, living. So we don't recommend supplements or tinctures or potions or anything like that unless it's absolutely necessary uh, and for temporary purposes. So we're really about the body being able to heal itself and, you know, moving in that direction. So if anybody's interested in things like that, uh, you can check out our website, havenforhumanity.org. You can email us at contact at havenforhumanity.org. Uh, and, yeah, just give us some time to get back to you. And, uh, yeah, that's that's everything. Oh, and the uh, raw vegan diet is also called the sunshine diet because they say uh. that when you cut fruits and hold it up to the light, you can see the sunshine through it. You, any other sort of food, you can't see the sunshine through it. Cool. Can I just say that mangoes are like eating the sun for me? Like whenever you ever mango, isn't it like that? Right? Yeah, it is. Mangoes are great. Yeah, like the perfect when they're perfectly ripe and they're orange on the inside. You're just you know you're eating the sun. You're like ah. Yeah, the sun literally just tastes like a giant mango. The sun is a giant mango. You heard it here first. Conspiracy. Screw flat Earth. This is about sun mango conspiracy stuff. Exactly. We figured it out. Figured it out. Figured it out. All right, Sam. I'll uh, thanks. Thanks again, man. I'll I'll keep in touch and and yeah. Well, links for Haven for Humanity will be in the show note, but havenforhumanity.org and and check it out. It's an eco community, and you guys can actually go visit it if you live in upstate New York area. So, super cool. Awesome. Thank you, man. Take care. All right. One love. Talk to you later, bro. Cool. Um. Yeah, so I mean, you know, again, like within this conversation, diet is obviously something we want to focus on. Like, what is a good diet? What does a good diet look like? And and I'll just say one thing here, and then we'll again pass this over into other people who want to jump in on this. Um, uh, for my own personal experience, a big shift within my own spiritual journey was removing the acidic aspects from my diet. And this was interesting because this was like something where I feel a lot of people can relate to this. Like when I was a college student back in like 2009, 2010, I was like eating a college student diet, which consisted of like pizza every day and often a lot of pop. And it was weird because like I didn't really think much about it. Like I, I, I knew pizza wasn't the best for me, but I drank a lot of pop and I literally just like didn't see it. My paradigm hadn't shifted as to like how detrimental pop actually was. And like if we're talking about shifts in health, one of my first practical steps is like if you are drinking things like pop, just cut it out of your diet. Like literally. Like it is nothing it is a hundred it is pure acid. And 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 I mean now if I go back and I taste it, I'm just like, oh my God, this is so obvious. So I mean the acidic nature of food and everything like that, like that deteriorates your your body, that deteriorates your alkaline pH level, which again, you know, if it becomes more acidic, then it becomes less capable of healing itself. And also it like ruins your teeth and everything, so it ruins your bones. And uh, overall it's just contains like an incredible amount of unnecessary sugar. So I mean, you know, it might taste good, but it's really it's like it's addictive and it's it's interesting when you think about the fact that it's so popular in culture because again you know go back to this idea of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and you understand that a huge part of this like control mechanism quote unquote within society is governed by food so i mean the fact that in north america x percentage of the population drinks pop on a regular basis 
it explains a big part of, of like why society is what it is because when your diet shifts your mood shifts and your apathy like you know you shift into apathy and your your desire to like go out there and choose to be the change that you wish to see kind of diminishes and you can't really put your finger on it it's hard sometimes when you don't realize how much your diet is actually paying, playing an impact you're just like yeah you know I just kind of feel like sitting here on my couch after a long day of work or whatever like that but change your diet remove the pop start drinking more water literally like drinking water is like that's all you need and again just good water and you'll notice that like you'll have that energy you'll have that encouragement you'll have that inspiration and again that ripples out into other people's lives so um, yeah like pops chocolate bars things like that you know maybe once in a while but just really be mindful of what it is that you're putting into the body because like those things are just like so literally like they're they're freaking poison like a hundred percent they should just put that on the label it's just like you know, don't sme don't feed to like children and small animals because it's, it's freaking poison. So. Sugar, by the way, um, sugar affects the crown chakra and the and the mm. third eye like hardcore. And I just want to bring up a point as like the psychic intuitive um, that the, when we evolve our spiritual consciousness, our diet needs to be more and more refined, or we have adverse effects in our body, and we don't really know what is happening. Um, so for those of us who are like noticing um, that they have headaches or that they kind of just kind of feel fuzzy in your head or something like that, like like you'll you'll as you progress on the spiritual path, you it's, things like that start to leave you naturally, or you will figure out that those things need to be gone from your diet, and so it'll be like little things at first, like they were talking about meat, you know, is a big thing um, that is very dense and can weigh you down, but also things like caffeine and sugar are like the like I think the last two to go and those are things that I kind of you know that 90% rule I dabble in still um, like a little bit as soon as I have too much sugar in my diet it's like my skin changes you know my body changes and my mind um, anxiety goes up all these different things so I think that's really important to um, understand and Sam's heading out so we should say goodbye to him bye Sam where is he bye <laughs> Hmm. Oh, and then the other thing that I can mention is that um, our friend Sifu, who should speak, uh, fresh lemon and hot water is a great way to alkaline the body. I do that in the mornings, um, and it makes it does like lemon, lemon and hot water. When that concept got introduced to me like a year ago, I was like, whatever. And then it's it's mm. badass. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I just want sorry. I just want just a lemon and water thing. Um, I'm still iffy on that. Like, I'm, I'm honestly not, like, I think that may be a myth. Um, I know people will, like, drink it, and psychologically they'll feel the effects of that, but I am not 100% convinced that that's actually, like, a, an alkalining supplement for water. Like, it, right. lemons, right. are, lemons are acidic. Like, I mean, when you think about it. So just be mindful yeah. of that, because I have a buddy what? who's, like, 100% certain that that is, like, a myth that has been injected into culture to trick people into thinking they're alkalining themselves when they're actually not. So yeah. we can talk more about that later. But, but, oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Paul. Right. Okay, food and nutrition. Uh, the whole reason what that's not a myth, the whole reason with the lemon juice is the lemon juice activates the alkaline in your, in your body. Your body creates alkaline to neutralize the lemon. It's the most natural way 
to increase the alkaline in your body because of the acidity of the, the lemon, but it also has great amount of vitamin C. One of the, the big things Michelle was saying about sugar, one of the biggest things about sugar is, they've done medical case studies on this, is that your body actually excretes calcium from your bones to neutralize the sugar. So when you have the carrot coke, the excessive amount of sugar, your body's actually excreting from the bones calcium to neutralize, because calcium is one of the best ways to neutralize um, uh, basically uh, uh, processed sugar. Uh, so, it's in theory, it's actually weakening your body, weakening your core strength with bones. But, yeah, with the lemon, with lemon juice, I mean, as far as I've done with case studies and looked look in the past, that the, the, the whole philosophy of that is that it actually makes, yep, it is acidic, but it's the most natural acidic you get, and the lemon juice actually increases the alkaline because your how your body works when you when you digest something, different parts of the body works in different ways. So when you you have something very fatty, your body increases the amount of acid within within your body within your bowels to break that food down. So so it creates a lot of acid to break it down. Now the the whole thing the whole thing with raw food is that raw food naturally. Uh, it, naturally has enzymes. When you cook food, the more you cook it, the more squishier it becomes, or the more cooked and solid it becomes, the less enzymes are left. So in, in vegetables, I don't know about them in the States, in the UK, there's a lot of people who cook their, their fruit and veg to death, or their veg to death. Um, and what I mean by that is it's soft, it's mushy, there's a whole thing of mushy peas. When that happens, you're killing the enzymes. That, that the, literally, that you're boiling the enzymes away. The more enzymes you have in the food, the more the, those enzymes will then mix with your saliva, will mix with with the uh, the the acid or the bile within your stomach, and it will help break down that food. It's really really important. The only the only issue in this country and maybe in Europe. I have with raw food is if you live in a very warm, dry uh, environment, raw food all the time is the best, super, really, really, really good. But you live in the UK, the reason why the UK is so green is because it's wet and damp 90% of the time. Living in a wet, damp place, eating raw, purely raw food, it burns more more energy, but it can be an issue. You need warming foods or spicy foods to to help the immune system. And one of these crazy things, you, we, I think we were talking about cheese, or I was talking about cheese earlier this morning. Um, cheese in the Chinese philosophy, it creates damp. Dampness creates phlegm. Cheese is notoriously known. I... When I was very younger, I loved cheese, especially Stilton, and, and you know, I loved uh, like cheddar cheese, melting it on a tray and eating it like that. And I never got ill, but I always had colds. I was always sniffing, and that was because cheese is is one of the biggest, uh, or dairy products is one of the biggest phlegm-producing 
food items there is. It increases the amount of, of mucus within your sinuses and within your body, hence why your body gets more clogged up, you're more likely to get cold, you're more likely to get a bit sniffly. Um, so different things create different things. So, yeah, I, I appreciate somebody thinks our oh, lemons are oh, they're acidic how can that be a alkaline producing thing but according to the case studies according to how the body works it's what it does is that the the acidic nature of lemon the lemons actually creates alkaline within the body increases the alkaline that way but you know that's that's just through the studies I've learned google it find out yourself be your own seafood, mm -hmm. you know. Don't yeah. don't take my word for it. Can I just second that, like the warming food thing? Like that's a big thing that people need to do with their own digestive system is like to find out how their body is attuned and whether they need cooling foods or warming foods. And I don't think the acidic alkaline thing, like I was I was into that when I first heard about it, because but I think it's more about the cooling warming thing and learning how your own body, your own chi works. Because um, I need more warming foods, and so, so for some people, the green smoothie kick, like that whole thing, like if you have too many smoothies, like your digestive fire goes kaput. So um, these are like really specific things that you grow into learning and discovering. Because um, there's trends, we're like juicing all the time, but it's like some people that won't work for you need like, you know, cooked beans. Um, so anyway, so I'm just like, yeah, I've been there. That's so true. So and Chinese medicine has like a whole stick on. The diet, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Med medicine. Well, food is medicine. You know, that's that's the whole point. In the, in the Chinese, you, you actually go to restaurants in China where they'll have a doctor. They'll look at you. They'll make a diagnosis. You stick your tongue out and take. They'll take several pulses. They actually in China, there are I think 12, <laughs> 14 pulses in the arm. Um, but they'll read the whole body and then they go, right, you need this, this and this. And the chef, the, the holistic chef, will actually cook you exactly what you need for that moment in time. Um, because their philosophy, it's not just herbs that are medicine, but food is medicine. Everything is medicine. Everything mm -hmm. is for seafood. Yeah. Hey, what do I <laughs> yeah, that's, there's, I there's some good points quick... brought up there. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's uh, Denny. Go ahead. Yeah, I had a quick point on uh, the whole like lemon water and uh, people with cayenne pepper, uh, honey, uh, maple syrup. It's mostly uh, to go and extend off of that, but uh, it was mostly uh, with the honey. Uh, through trial and experimentation, I, I come to find out, um, especially those with already pre-existing like dental problems and and uh, they just don't do so well with the. Uh, oral health or they're, you know, they're just kind of lazy about it. If you pay attention and you do the whole hot water, warm water, and you put your scoop of honey in there, look how it, it sticks and it pretty much stains and tars the side uh, of your mug or whatever glass you're using. Now imagine that damage being replicated onto your teeth. So that's why, uh, just to get touch on that whole lemon water thing, I'm not sure about the whole uh, lemon part of it. Uh, I do know drinking at least a, a liter of water as soon as you wake up def definitely does help your body get going. But uh, definitely if you're, you're trying to do that, like the whole cleansing with the cayenne pepper and everything, I'd say skip the 
the, the, the honey, even if it's raw organic honey, uh, because just that, that stickiness, especially since you can see it in your cup after you warm it up, and especially if you're using the same cup. I did it with the same cup for a week just to see how bad it got. And, yeah, it looked like um, like a smoker's teeth, basically, the white side of my cup. So I was imagining, like, what's the damage it's doing to my teeth, to the places I can't reach, blah, blah, blah. And so I decided to switch to maple syrup, and it's, uh, it's a little more liquid in consistency. Maybe it's not the flavor you might like, but it's definitely doing the same job as, as the honey would do. So that's why I would say uh, for the little health uh, and fitness thing here, uh, for people that do that in the morning, uh, definitely reconsider and do your research on the, the, the honey thing. And also for people that are aspiring to become vegans, the ethical standpoint is this is the bee's food. This is all they have to rely on. This is what gives them by, especially winter. So if we're taking their food for our own personal consumption and enjoyment, then that's not a very, you know, ethical standpoint to take, you know, for consuming it, basically. I mean, yeah, you know, just that's just out there for people on that side of the coin. So something to consider. Cool. Thanks, Denny. Yeah, and um, in, in topic of that, I know uh, bee pollen is something that people will talk about as being uh, very great as well, and, you know, lots of extra, like, minerals and everything in, in bee pollen. So if you ever see some bee pollen, be sure to check that out and, you know, try it for yourself and things so like that. And, and, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, a big part of this whole health and fitness thing is really, like, doing your own research, exploring, trying things, see what works, because different people are going to have different bodies and they're going to respond to different things. And, I mean, there's a lot more to talk about within this diet theme. I mean, you know, talking about like the, you know, like why should we become like more vegan and even like the gluten aspect and removing gluten is something coming up with a lot of people. Um, and even, you know, like when we were talking about the hot and cold, I was even thinking about like the topic of, uh, of, of uh, Ayurveda, uh, I always pronounce it wrong, uh, Ayurveda or Ayurveda? Ayurveda. 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 Thank Ayurveda. You. Ayurveda. Ayurveda. <laughs> Collington, Brennan Collington, Ayurveda, um, which is again, you know, like Indian, are you Darth Vader? I know. I was like, are you Veda? <laughs> I'm your father. Um, yeah. So I mean, the <laughs> Paul Scott's lightsaber. Um, so I mean, that the the Ayurveda is is an ancient school and teaching related to uh, Indian culture that has a lot to do with like hots and colds and it has a lot to do with like why you should sort of like bring in different temperatures into your body. I'm not an expert on it. Um, there may be some people here who may be more familiar with that if anybody wants to talk on that. Um, and, and I was just going to say, you know, like the the lemon water, um, yeah, like I, I, we can go back to that. Like it, it, it's weird. It's kind of like this debate, like honestly, and I, and I think it should be because like alkalinity is like a really important thing within the body. And, you know, again, just for people who aren't super familiar, it, it goes with pH levels and your pH level is the level of your acidity within your bottle, body. But the fact is, you know, when, when you're looking at like cancer patients and things like that, one of like the cures for cancer, quote unquote, is uh, like a, a balanced pH level, because like as long as there is an it, like an acidic balance, as long as there's too much acidic acidity within the body, the cancer will continue to thrive. And so like you can change that by changing the pH levels by bringing in like more alkaline substances and more things like potassium. And so like potassium is something that you can get from things like you can get it from bananas, you can get it from Coconut. avocados, you can get it from coconuts, you can get it from a lot of fruits and vegetables. Um, and again, I want to talk to you guys about like the space light thing because this is about health and fitness and I'll do that later in the show. It's like this 
natural electrolyte supplement that my buddy hacked out of reality that's like already helped a lot of people who have been dealing with joint aches and cancer pains and everything like that because it helps balance out their pH levels. But yeah, we can get back to more on that later. But um, and then later on, like let's keep talking about diet and stuff for a bit, and you know different ways as how the body reacts to different things and may personal experience people have and then we'll get more into the fitness side of things uh, a little bit later in, into the show you know like what are some fun ways that we can continue to exercise and uh, again you know I think that's really important bringing the aspect of fun into it um, I just want to give it a shout out uh, we did have a new player who joined the game so I just want to give a shout out to Kat so Kat welcome welcome to the hangout so and, hey, um, cool. we hey. yes we can hear oh, you it um, and uh, I know Kevin's got a point, but but Kat, uh, is there anything that you want to add to the conversation at this point related to diet and things to keep in mind? Oh God, there's probably a boatload, but to keep it condensed, I'll just say that uh, it was really awesome to hear you guys talking about like Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine and combining those two, because um, it's not very often that a lot of people that I know talk about it. It's more like a, you know, don't eat gluten, don't eat sugar, don't eat dairy have less meat kind of thing but it's really really crucial to to consider like what your body works with in terms of temperatures even considering like what environment you live in and how that affects you with your diet because um, obviously the freshest things that we're going to get are going to be things that are taken from what grows in our country and then the rest of it's what's shipped to us so sometimes you know because of the seasons they're not always eating the best um, for me personally, I've I've really benefited from studying my body and how it reacts to my specific dosha. And dosha is a term that is um, is uh, correlated or from Ayurvedic medicine. And so um, I think there's three, three or four, um, but they can all kind of interweave into each other. But for me personally, based off of uh, my own conditions and health, and based off of studying like what works well for me, um, what has really been the best is is understanding that my body needs more heat. So I'm, uh, I'm like yang deficient and my body's like overly yin so I need things to stimulate my body and I love spices, I love lots of spicy food. Um, I thrive in more dry heat environments so anything that's going to be damp and cold, um, as much as I might like it, you know, as much as I might like to eat yogurt which is cold and has that sort of mucus growing type of quality to it, I don't really benefit from it so I try to shy away from those things. So just, yeah, being able to really like study the diets, um, not necessarily diets, but different lifestyles and different uh, factors of health and just apply it to what works best for you and just go crazy with it, really experiment with it and there's a wealth of knowledge out there that is so immense so there's there's so much learning and growth that you can do, like it never really stops. But yeah, and lemon water is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> cool, okay, thanks so. <clears throat> um, Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, that's great. And and I'd love to be able to learn more about like the hot and cold, the yin and the yang aspects of food. That's something to keep in mind that I feel like a lot of people don't really think about when they're eating foods, you know, like, yeah. And, and, and again, you know, some people have like more yin and more yang in their body. And again, this goes back to the Ayurvedic thing. Like some people are like fire, some people are water. So, I mean, again, different bodies require different things. And that's why diet is something that ultimately we have to explore for yourself but yes there are basic things that we can keep in mind such as like yeah just don't ingest the crappy obvious stuff and then from there it's about tweaking it in, in, in a way that works for you and making those mindful choices so cool Kat um, thanks again Kat and um, we'll uh, definitely go back to that and anything else you want to say feel free to jump in and, and um, I know uh, Kevin did you want to did you want to jump in go ahead so um it's not a big deal, though. I, I, I prefer to be 
to go by Philo as my Philo Philo rhyming with Willow is what I'm I'm choosing to <laughs> Roger that to be at this this stage of the lucid dream. Um, and uh, yeah, what I wanted to share is a little a little simple tool that everyone can use when figuring out what foods are good for you, which um, which I call is the natural the natural state spectrum. So if you've got your notebook, you can just draw draw a little a little line with um, with with kind of like a spectrum on it. And this is at one side of the spectrum you have an apple that has just been picked from a tree. And it's it's organic, it's fresh, and Literally, if you eat a, a piece of fruit or a plant within 30 minutes of picking it from the ground or on a tree, it has like twice the amount of nutrients and life force energy. Like anyone, anyone who's ever had something like right off a tree or right out of the ground, like just raise your hand, like it's, it's full of energy. Like if you ever pick a carrot out of the ground and eat it, it's like you just feel this amazing energy. Um, so that's like one side of the spectrum. And then the other side of the spectrum is completely factory processed apple flavored lollipop. So like one of those little green dum-dum things that you get, like that is the complete opposite side of the spectrum. And it's it's like has no essentially no life energy in it. it. It actually takes more energy for your body to digest it than it actually gives you any energy or nutrients. And so then you have this kind of process of like, okay, so then you have an apple, then you have an apple that's been, you know, shipped across America and coated in like you know, wax or whatever they put on it to make it shiny, which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, if you're not eating organic apples, they're literally covered in like a gnarly layer of wax. A lot of vegetables are. You know, I peel my cucumbers, I peel a lot of things because the, this mainstream strange dream, as I call it, we've gone crazy. Like, we've we fucking put stuff on our apples to make them shiny. Like it's 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 bizarre, um, and and it's also to preserve them so they stay so they stay longer, you know, so they don't brown. But like it's literally toxic for our bodies, and so on the spectrum, you know, you have your fresh organic apple, then you've got like a store apple, then you've got like you know processed. Apple products that have maybe like an apple flavored granola bar, which may have some semblance of an actual apple in it, but it's still so processed that your body doesn't really know what to do with it. You know, so like there were some studies that said in one year, the average American eats like 14 pounds of artificial flavors and, and, um, 14 pounds of artificial flavors and, like, things that are bars doesn't know what to do. So, like, this stuff literally, like, 
clusters and like stores in our body until we do like different sorts of cleanses that actually flush it out of our system. And that's a whole other topic we could talk about, which is like different colon cleanses and ways to purify the body. Um, there's this juice juice company in 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 California. Their their motto is, "Yo, get the system out of your system." I really love that one. Um, so so basically, when you when you go to the store, you can like think of this spectrum of like totally fresh and like totally processed, and you can kind of rate things that you're buying on this spectrum. You know, if you're cooking a meal and most of it is closer to the processed end, then it's probably not going to give you much nutrients and energy. But if your meal has mostly, you know, fresh vegetables, things that aren't packaged, that's like a simple way to, to, to notice that you're eating more natural whole foods that your body actually knows how to process and, and get energy from. Um, so that's like one of my favorite tools to to utilize. Um, and just one other miracle supplement that I want to share with everyone. This is literally, I believe, one of the most potent medicines on the planet. It's called black cumin seed oil. And it's one of the most um, potent antioxidants in all existence. And going back to ancient Egypt, ancient Kemet, a lot of ancient cultures have been utilizing black cumin seeds. And in the Quran, which is the um, Islamic text, they say black cumin seed oil can cure everything but death. Like it's literally written in the Quran that this will cure like cancer, diabetes, everything, because it it's so powerful to just essentially charge the whole body with antioxidants so that dis-ease dis cannot even exist in your body. This is like the ultimate, I'm just in love with this. And this is, these are the vegan capsules. There's some brands that aren't vegan. They're made with like cow bones, which I don't really vibe with. Um, <laughs> so this, this company is called Deva. But if you want to try it out, these are this is like ten dollars for, you know, ninety capsules, and this stuff is amazing for recharging health and wellness. So, it's called black cumin seed oil. You can do your own research, but um, I'm gonna be hype, hyping this stuff up forever because it's it's powerful. So, let's see what we do. That's cool. Awesome. Thanks, Phil. And or Kevin, or no, Phil, yeah. <laughs> Willow. 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 <laughs> um, and for people Bob listening to this, <laughs> for people listening to this in the just the podcast version, black cumin, spelled black, and then cumin, C-U-M-I-N, and then black cumin seed oil. So, yeah, you can look that up. And, yeah, hey, if the, if the, if the Egyptians were paying attention to it, then, you know, that sparks my interest, so... <laughs> And I hadn't what heard about that, so I'll look into that. Yeah, what is it? Uh, what does it do? What does it do? I wasn't gonna. I was like, all right, I'll look at it. But what did you feel when you took it? I mean, it literally—it's like it makes your whole body alkaline. It contributes to alkalinity. It literally feels like 
an energetic purifier. Like if if I if I do like have an emotional breakdown and you know eat a bunch of like weird vegan tofu or, or like some like you know vegan lasagna that's super processed and my body just feels like kind of mush mm -hmm. like drug down heavy and I take like a few of these capsules it's like like it's like just like it's like white sage for your body almost it just like purifies whatever you got going on that's gorgeous and um, it's it's pretty epic yeah you can google like all the different studies and health benefits and stuff but I really recommend the oil in capsules rather than like you know, they have powders, the seeds, and the different things. Yeah. Um, this is what I most resonate with. So I, will, I will say they sell it in, like, you know, a squirt bottle. You can squirt it on your salads. And mm. it doesn't taste, like, horrendous, but it's really intense. Um, so I prefer to have it in, in capsules. If, if it tastes like super funky, then you know it's good for you. you exactly. <laughs> the medicine always tastes so weird sometimes. Do you guys like flax oil on the salad? Flax oil, um, and even flax oil on rice. Have you guys? Has anybody eaten like gotten squeezy bottles of flax oil before? Not the squeezy bottles, but someone has prepared food for me numerous times using flax oil it's and flaxseed oil and the vitamin itself. And the thing with the seeds, um, I think the rarest vitamin you could ever take is, is the B17. And that's only exclusively available in apricot seeds. And that's another thing that's quite difficult to find. If, you, if, uh, if it is very uh, easy to find, then you have to question where it comes from. But apricot mm -hmm. seeds, too, I think is on the same level with those black humans. Back in the day, I met a raw foodist, or I went to one of those like free things at Whole Foods. It, it, her name is Chef Olive. She lives in Orlando, and she was like super about like seeds being like what we should all be eating more often, like and mm -hmm. and getting stuff from seeds because seeds are the potential packed, you know, like everything. Yeah, so much in one. It's the micro, the macro. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, and um, but I always remembered how passionate she was about that, about seeds, and and just bringing it up again about how like that's that's the micro to the macro <laughs> of you. Okay. Cool. Um, I was just gonna say something real quick, and then I know um, Roman, if you had, did, you still have a point. I saw you had your hand up earlier. If you... Oh, I just I didn't feel like interjecting in and in, in the middle of everyone kind of going in their own flow talking about things. Uh, but I had a point to basically just about everything, and I, I just I agree with everyone, and uh, you know just wait until the point where the chat kind of shifts over to me to be able to, because uh, I think we're about almost done talking about diet. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we'll we'll just hit upon a couple more topics, and then yeah, because I know you you had some specific things you want to bring to the class, so we'll we'll definitely um pass it over. I mean, if anything, we can pass it over just in a second. Um, one thing that I was just thinking of when when Phil was talking about some stuff, you know, like 
uh, again, some practical tips. Um, you know, again, we were talking about like drinking water, super important. Uh, detoxing isn't something we've talked about a lot just yet, but that's super important, right? Like a lot of us are probably like holding on to maybe like 10 or 15 pounds of like extra stuff on our body that we may not even need. And so, I mean, like being able to just like use cleansing methods to like get that out of there is, is like a super key way to just begin to optimize health and everything. So look into different like, you know, just weight loss in general with detox and stuff, but just knowing that like there's usually we do like carry stuff that's just like residual from society so to speak um, one thing that I was just going to say in practical tips breathing literally breathing like we forget about this we forget how much like breathing actually plays a, a role in our overall health and fitness and well-being so I mean you know deep breaths and like really bring it into your entire body like down right into the stomach and you know just like feel it in the chest and just like doing that mindfully because if we're not breathing throughout the, our day like that's going to affect like how we feel um, that's something we can expand upon some more another thing I was just going to say real quick is um, when we eat our food be sure to like chew it good uh, really chew it good almost chew it like twice as much as you need to um, that's like a really important thing that I think a lot of people overlook and that will help you like get out like more of the enzymes and the material and it will give uh, your body more to work with instead of like having to break it down and not necessarily being able to do it as well and then it kind of goes through your system without getting all it could out of it and um, and and this is just an interesting idea but like if you're when, when you're eating food and if you've like eaten a good meal you should feel energized after you eat it so therefore if you eat a meal and you feel tired after your meal that probably means you did something wrong like quote unquote wrong it either means you put in something that your body didn't need or you like ate more than you need or you didn't chew it properly so just be mindful of that so um, go ahead Philos Thank you. Um, yeah, I just want to add, I totally agree with what you said, Brendan, and in my experience, though, I had to do a, a couple, a series of cleanses before my body was actually at a point where it could process food well um, so that I did feel energized afterwards. So, like, my message to people is that you're not necessarily doing something wrong you know if you eat a salad and you don't feel like full of energy it, it may just be that, like straight up that your body still has so much like residual sludge in it that you haven't cleared out that it's like like literally I believe that um, it's almost like our cells have like a coating of artificial flavors and stuff on them so that the nutrients from the apple that you're eating like literally can't go into your body until you do enough cleansing to get it out and um, that's why I really highly recommend everyone you know explore different cleanses um, you know I've, I'm a firm believer in um, the psyllium husk and bentonite cleanse. Let me just grab real quick this uh, oh, Phil's just going to go. Oh, he's this right there. is a bentonite clay. This is a volcanic, volcanic ash um, that has turned into clay over thousands of years or millions of years. And literally, if you can imagine a clay, it like pulls everything out of you. And so if you eat, if you drink some, a teaspoon, a tablespoon of this with some psyllium husk, which is like pure fiber, it creates this like 
this gel that you base that basically like pulls toxins out of your body. And I drink this like pretty much every night before going to sleep. And that way as I'm sleeping it's like going through my intestines and like pulling any any, you know, weird stuff. I mean I eat a pretty clean diet, but if there's anything stuck in my intestines that's not doing me well, this this pulls it out. So it's called bentonite clay. You know, this is like ten dollars for a month supply, and it's it's really powerful medicine. So how do you mix it with? You mix it with psyllium husk, which I can put. It's uh, spelled P S Y L L I U M. But, but what do you mix it with to drink it? Oh, just water. It doesn't taste bad. I mean, you do a tablespoon, tablespoon of bentonite, tablespoon of psyllium husk, and like three ounces of water, and you stir it around. And I I'm actually so say what? Sounds gross. Sounds gross. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, not like the properties. Sounds like the properties, awesome. it just doesn't sound. Oh, it's it's pretty goopy. It looks like a science project, you know. It's pretty goopy. But... Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> Put the lime in the coconut. Mm. That's cool. Is it strictly for detoxing? Like, is that the purpose of it, or do you, can you just take it when you're not detoxing? Um, it's it's primarily meant to like pull toxins out, but I mean, I've been taking it pretty much every day for the last two months, and like, it's not like it has any harmful effects as far as I know. I mean, I have friends that that do the same thing, but it's, it's especially good if you're doing like a specific cleanse, right. but I don't think it hurts to, to utilize it all the time, you know, and if, if you start to feel weird from it, I'd recommend stopping, but <laughs> I feel like um, it's 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 a pretty powerful tool for the toolkit. Quite so, mm -hmm. yeah. It also it remind it's like fitness too. Like you can't completely give up on something that is actually healthy for you just because it's a little uncomfortable when you first start. You have to get through that first barrier first. Dig, you know how you were talking earlier about the coating. It's like you got to get rid of the coating. Uh, you got to you gotta have a lot of time and effort into it. Not everything, how they say, you know, evolving isn't supposed to be comfortable. You know. Yeah, and you're right. Like that, it, it, it's usually you're right. Like fitness and health and everything like that, it involves sacrifices. But oftentimes, like the rewards are worth the gains. You know, are worth the challenges. And sometimes for some people, the sacrifices are just like cutting out their favorite foods and everything like that. But again, you you begin to love the new foods and, and you begin to even if they might taste sort of weird because you fall in love with like the results of them you fall in love with yourself you fall in love with the gratitude you're associating with the process so I mean yeah but but there's plenty of ways to to get excited about you know like just because you're eating healthy doesn't mean that you have to have a bland diet by any means like it it's interesting because when you switch up your diet it really calls in creativity and you, and you begin like looking at things like an artist and you're just like oh how do I change this up how do I change this up um, my diet is not like super complex but it works for me. Some people, they like to have like different meals like every single day and that works for them and that's super exciting as well. Um, so again, just uh, passing the, the, the talking stick around, I, I just want to give a shout out, um, first of all, to, uh, to Indigo Jack. Indigo Jack. 
Welcome What's to up? The Yo, you got um, you got some headphones you can set up? Yes, I do. Perfect. Get those plugged in and we'll get you back in the conversation. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Cool. Um, so yeah, again, guys, we're we're almost uh, about like 90 minutes into the show. Um, definitely, like I said, you know, we, we can keep talking. There's a lot to talk about with health and fitness. So like, let's try and like bring it into some other like core aspects that, and again, practical tips that maybe we can pass on to people. Um, my own practical tip from my own experience, you know, like I, I. I like used to eat a bunch of meat in my diet. That was actually pretty common for me and everything. And maybe about like five, six years ago, I started switching and, and removing meat and everything. And and yes, that was a diet choice, but it was also like an ethical, spiritual choice to understand that you know, like this is an act of compassion. This is an act of like answering the question. This is like a really trippy thing that for me like really brings into in, in, into perspective how you're living your life but ask yourself the question did anything have to die so that I could live today dot 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 question mark you know and so I mean if the answer is just like oh yeah you know I had to kill that thing that thing that thing that thing like suddenly it starts adding up and you're just like holy crap you know like this is unnecessary so I mean like yeah like understanding that veganism vegetarianism it's hand in hand with the shift in compassion which is really beautiful to see happening in the world um, and and so I mean that's really exciting and so for from from my own personal journey, like yeah, like my sister grew up vegetarian, so I mean vegetarianism was always something around me. I was familiar with eating tofu and everything. And then so like I've continuously cut out like more meat throughout my diet. So now like I very rarely eat meat. Um and but but I'm still in the process right now of like transitioning to eating uh less things, including eggs. Um for a while. Like I wouldn't eat meat, but I would still eat eggs. But I was realizing that I, w I was I was eating eggs more just because of the convenience of them and not so much of the fact that like I actually like them and I think that's a thing where a lot of us just have to like switch and realize what it is that we're doing right because again you know like sometimes it's an inconvenience to change your diet or at least it feels that way so I mean for me an alternative to eggs uh, lately I've just been uh, replacing eggs with lentils and beans so I mean it's the same process you know I just like cook up a bunch of lentils and beans like literally a nice big pot of it and like that will last me like throughout the week and then I'm just like constantly eating that in like small meals and again you know combined with like fruits I eat like a lot of fruits and random random fruits that I put on things um, I do eat toast uh, which you know like works for some people doesn't work for everyone it's not ideal like don't eat bread first thing in the morning a lot of people will tell you that like that's like because that's gonna like slow you down um, and, and definitely you know what we were saying like hydration like first thing you should do in the morning is like drink a bunch of water like that that really does have an effect um, yeah and then so again you know like I don't drink milk uh, that's like incredibly obvious you know it's like only almond milk and everything and the only thing I drink is like water and then other than that you know pretty much the only other thing I eat is like falafels and shawarma like falafel shawarma and stuff like that <laughs> some people who know me would know that's absolutely true um, but again you know like my diet works for me. It's not incredibly complex. Could it be better? Yes. Am I, are there ways to improve it? Yes. Are there ways to like bring in more fancy vitamins and everything? Absolutely yes. And that's where my path is still continuing to grow. But over the years, yeah, I've definitely noticed a difference. And you know, for my own physical, my own physical body and everything like that, yeah, it's definitely shifted over the years. And and um, you know, I'll just say this last thing and I'll open it up. You know, when it comes to health, I think it's really exciting because we realize that that like are um, Age and youth are kind of two different things, and and just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're using you're losing your youthfulness. Your youthfulness is like something that you can like bring back into you simply by changing your diet. So I feel like for myself and for a lot of people, in some ways, like I've actually like 
gotten younger as I got older because I changed my diet. Like if I looked at myself when I was like, you know, like like 20, 21 years old, like I could see it in me. Like I could see, you know, like I was a bit heavier. Like I could see like just my posture and stuff was different and everything. So I mean, how can all of us do that? How can, how can more of us like, again, you know, it's like bringing that, stepping, I was talking about this um, earlier on the separate podcast we were doing with Paul and Michelle, but you know, stepping into our golden self, our golden elf. And, and that, that, that is an idea within all of us. And, and again, you know, activating ourselves so that we can become more embodied dreamers within the dream for, for everyone um, is definitely why the health and fitness thing is, is important. And I'm looking forward to talking about the fitness stuff as we get into it, but I'm going to pass the talking stick around. So Jack, go ahead. So, 11, 11. I I got a lot of wisdom to share on this. Like, this is really some stuff that's been happening in my life, actually. I'll start off with a story. Okay. Have you guys seen Tobias Lars? Do you guys know about him? No. Yeah. I recognize that name, and I know it's okay. not the guy from Arrested Development, so go ahead. No, he's like a spiritual teacher guy. I followed him. He's like a grandfather sold to me. I, I follow us up. And he, he had a video he put out about the crazy um, guru. And this guru was up in front of all these people that were attracted to you know what he was teaching, and uh, he was preaching to everybody about sugar. Sugar is bad, as all of us know. You know, sugar is like, it's like addiction. It's like it's like worse than cocaine on a certain level, right? It's like really bad. Like, you know, so it can do some bad things to your body. So he was telling everybody and, and preaching all this stuff and sharing all his wisdom, and everybody was resonating with it. It was very important for every single person that was there to hear all that. So he, there was three different people that he went to breakfast with after that. Well, it was like a brunch, I guess. And he was looking at every single person that was there, and he took one pack of sugar to his coffee, cracked it, poured it in his coffee, and looked at everyone. Grabbed another pack of it, poured it into the coffee, looked at everybody. Third pack of sugar that he's all day been telling everybody not to do, puts it in and looks at everybody. Nobody says a single word. He drinks down his coffee. So, of course, everybody can say, oh, this is blasphemy. He's preaching all this stuff. He's not living it. He's not doing it. But you got to understand. In a third-dimensional layer, you have to create all these rules, boundaries, and limitations and stuff that's perfect for your body. But once you get past that level, once you go into the other level... Okay, I'll share my personal story. In the very beginning of my process, I went totally vegan. Right? And then I was like, oh, that's too harsh. I went vegetarian. Totally vegetarian. Right? Stayed there for a little while. And it was a slow process. You can't go 100% for eating meat straight up into eating, like, you know, full vegan. So it's, it's, a, it's a big change for your body. So you got to slowly work into it. So in the very beginning, after I was, you know, I was having all this vegetarian stuff and I didn't eat meat for a certain long time, I ate my first piece of meat and these visions of the animal's death and the suffering that it endured – and the feeling of its entire life and how I'd been left in a pen, and it was like the most traumatic thing that I've – and I like pushed the food away. It was like me, and I'm just like, uh, no, no. But tying the whole thing of exercise and diet in together, I started jogging. I would jog five, seven, ten miles craziness, burn thousands of calories, right? 
And then it got to the point where I understood that I can eat whatever calories that I'm actually burning on a certain level. So after I got to that point where I was actually that hungry, I ate meat again because I was so starving for meat. I was still eating vegetarian as I was doing all the exercise and all the stuff. The worst thing I would do was have garlic shrimp, which is seafood, which it wasn't really that big of a deal. But then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a hamburger. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. I had that hamburger, and I, ate it, and I had burned thousands and thousands of calories that day. I had that hamburger. I ate it, and I saw something so beautiful and divine that I created this cow for the demand of the burger that I was eating. And the farmer was so beautiful to this cow. And it lived its entire life in a beautiful open range field where it was it was the most amazing thing ever. And it started to get sick and the farmer had compassion upon the cow. And the cow gets into slaughter and that was the cow that I ate. So you can go full circle too. Everybody is at different parts of the process. You can't go from zero to a hundred. You can't justify the slaughtering and the killing and the bad treatment of animals because you want to say, oh, eating meat's right or whatever. But there's all these different levels. And when you can actually see that everything in that timeline that goes all the way back to the very beginning of the point of where it started to create it for you eating that, and you can get to that. That changes everything. So that's like the crazy guru where you got to live in a reality of rules when you're creating your third dimensional reality construct. It's like religion on a certain level. But once you're able to move past that and you understand that your intent and your thought and your mind, like Buddha says, is creating every single aspect of your reality, then you can get in harmony with the flow of everything that's fine. Not saying that we shouldn't have compassion for animals. Not saying that we should even eat animals, but if you get to that point where you burn that many calories and you're actually in a state where you're hungry, do you think a cat or an animal feels bad for jumping on a bird or something? Like they didn't eat from the tree of knowledge. They don't know good and evil. So if you keep your mindset pure, like before eating the tree of knowledge, it makes the whole timeline pure. You see what I'm saying? Totally, man. Dude, I can I share something that's like really deep and personal, but like I totally want to piggyback off that. I had a freaking vision and a past life regression and like a hay house thing in like 2008, and I was a shaman. And I'm not down with killing animals. Like, I think I don't even know if I was a vegetarian. I've gone back and forth. I totally dig what you're saying about the whole it comes full circle. Now I eat buffalo every so often because it grounds me um, so like once every two months I have to eat it otherwise like I, I'm like why do I feel off and then it's like oh okay eat me and so be, sorry to jump in but because it's very dense you yeah. know and that density can actually ground it yeah, yeah, yeah. one with the earth totally so depending on where you are in your path you need different frequencies at different times um, sometimes you need sunlight chronic Sometimes you need to like smoke tobacco and like be here. Um, but so anyway, so the 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 vision that I had. Um, speaking of burning sage, um, so the vision I had was 
you killed animals and you ate you you killed animals and you ate flesh, but it was like eating an apple is to you now because you recognized that you were one with all things. What the fuck? Isn't that amazing? Like so I was just like Oh my yeah. god. So you recognize this interchange between you and everything else on earth and like slaughter and death, it's all the cycle of life. It's the wheel. Yeah, and, and if you're going into a, in a mentality of I'm going to kill this animal and I'm going to... That's sin. But if you're going into it in a level where you connect with the spirit of the animal mm -hmm. and that animal actually comes to you and gives its life to say ah, and you're actually hungry. You can't do this when you're not hungry. Like, it's got to be real. It's got to be that genuine stuff. And then when you eat it, it's a part of the spiritual. You're becoming in harmony on a certain level, but that can also be addiction. That can also turn into something bad. Everything can turn into, you know what I'm saying? It, it's like whatever you want. If you do it with reverence, if you're killing an animal with reverence for the process of life, it's a, to it's a totally different experience. Or if you're even eating it, with reverence for the process of life, it's a totally yes. Experience. And you and if you pray over your food, you harmonize with the body, so it doesn't matter what you eat. But yeah, the industries that we have are bullshit, you know. But but it's a yeah. different aspect of being one with everything. So eating meat is not inherently bad or flawed. It's just the way that you mm. intention while you yeah. Eat. The way you do it just sort of determines, like, you know, like, whether or not you're pushing things out of balance. Like, I, I agree, like, is eating meats, like, ethically, you know, like, this, like, right or wrong thing? It really depends on the person. It depends on the situation. It depends on the scenario. It depends on your own personal stance. It depends on your mindfulness. It depends on, you know, like, the, again, the necessity and everything like that. But, um, yeah, like, I, I know people, obviously, you know, like, it, just because someone eats meat doesn't mean that they're, like, oh, a bad spiritual person. Like, different people make their own different choices. Again, I find what your body needs. But, again, you know, like, ask, like, is this necessary? Can I make a difference? Can my actions help contribute to a difference in culture and everything? So, I mean, that's where, like, I feel promoting the idea of eating less meat is really powerful just for that that act like that action of compassion that we're integrating into the mindset of other people who who begin to see this and begin to understand it, um, opposed to just like complacency and just be like ah you know whatever it's not a big deal it's just like one more thing sort of thing. Um, but yeah yeah like there's there's a lot to that and and I mean I don't think we have to spend too much time on the topic of like whether or not you know like eating meat is right or wrong and, and everything like that. I think a lot of people understand that and, and again you know this is an obvious thing and, but it's come back and and a lot of people have heard it before but the idea of kind of what Jack was saying, you know, when you're eating the, the animal, you're actually like eating the energy that it had with it during its lifetime and during its death. So you're like, you're eating the fear of it, quote unquote. And, and that would again explain like why people are the way they are within culture. If they're eating, you know, the fear of animals and they're bringing that into themselves and it comes out through their own aggression and they wow. don't understand it. And it's actually a very spiritual thing, um, which is why like society hasn't really educated us uh, about that aspect, but but it's something yeah. that you can understand and experience. Um, Jack, and, and can you say something, and then I was going to let Phil jump in as well. Okay, so, and if I can put in and say that there's a difference between just eating and going to a grocery store and picking something up that's in this little plastic thing that you don't know where it comes from, and then conscious eating. Like, I really think that if somebody's going to eat meat, you need to go out and kill that yourself. You need to be strong enough to actually go to that energy and kill it, to understand and feel the pain of the animal dying and 
like, people are so disconnected from the truth. They go into the store with little plastic bags, and this is what everyone's told us in society, to eat this stuff and everything. So conscious eating and unconscious eating is basically the summary of the whole situation, you know? Yeah, different foods have different vibrations. Um, I'm not going to say much about that, but I'll let Phil jump in. Go ahead. Please, call me Philo, dog. Philos. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I think eating meat is a very triggering subject for a lot of people, and um, and I, uh, I'm going to share some insights here that a lot of people don't bring into it, but I like to practice radical honesty, so here we go. Um, I... I ate meat for a long time, and um, and to be honest, I really enjoy eating eating meat. I mean, I like I was brought up growing eating it and everything, and I believe that a lot of us have like a very strong emotional attachment to it, in that it gives us a sense of comfort and a sense of safety because it nourishes like our root chakra and our our, our first, really our first and second chakra, that's like, it's like a dense vibration. So animal products like resonate with a dense vibration. And, and so it makes you feel like, okay, I'm safe. Like I'm grounded. I'm okay. And for a while I went vegan and I went vegetarian and I didn't feel grounded. I was like, oh my God, like I have to eat meat to just feel like safe and what actually has helped me to get to the point where now I'm vegan and I and I don't I don't really well I don't eat any animal products anymore and that's what feels good to me but I literally had to heal my first and my second chakra and the fear and the and the and the repressed energy that is contained in those chakras and I feel like a lot of us have like a lot of wounding in our first and second chakra and we don't feel safe in our bodies we don't feel safe on this planet we just have a lot of like first and second issues first and second chakra issues and so eating animal products is like a way to like cope with that and um, I believe if we're gonna if we're gonna make a lasting change, we really have to get to the root cause, which is like healing our buttholes and healing our sexual chakras, you know, like because until we do that, we're gonna keep craving all these like really dense foods that that give us um, and even the third chakra too, like our stomach, if your stomach is used to like eating a lot of gluten that makes you feel like really dense, then you're going to keep going back to that. It really is an addiction. And I'm, I'm the first to say like I was completely addicted to it and it took a lot for me to break the addiction. So I don't think it's very easy for everyone to just like go vegan because it's like we're very emotional creatures and like there were there was points for me when I was going it's and it's like as you as you do the work to heal your first and second chakras it brings up even more wounds so it's like 
you think you're making progress and then you like peel a layer and all this fear comes up and you're like, what do I do? Well, I need some lasagna or I need some like, um, I need some like grounding foods. And now with the diet I'm on, it's like I've found ways to, to feel at peace. A lot of it is like giving Reiki to myself. That is like a form of self-nurturing rather than eating a bunch of cookies. And like, I also eat a very low sugar diet and I believe that sugar is almost always directly, well, it's, it's linked to a lot of things, but when we're not getting sexual pleasure, we crave like something that's going to like nourish us in some like sweetness way. And so we often eat a lot of like desserts or just very rich foods when what we're literally actually craving is sexual pleasure and like I'll be honest like when I'm when I'm expressing myself health in a healthy way sexually I don't have all these cravings anymore and it's like that's what our bodies really want but because we've been so confused we like we substitute everything with food we're like oh I want excitement oh I need some Doritos to like feel excited or like because we're lacking so many other aspects of a, of a full, abundant life, we often replace it with food. And so, like in the book that I'm that I'm sharing, unlocking our superpowers, it gives a lot of like ways to tune into this, so that we can have like, so that we can meet our authentic needs and not like reach for the Doritos every time we we actually just want to go on an adventure, you know what I'm saying? So that was a lot to share, but I think it really comes down to finding our authentic needs and not just like substituting it with desserts or a big pizza or whatever. Yeah. Res respecting uh, respecting yourself points. and self-respect and uh, just respecting your environment, really. And uh, the whole thing with the condensed foods and the animal products and the dairy and the addiction and the, uh, the weak will of people not to live in moderation, it is sort of that, you know, 666-based consciousness kind of uh, really condensed energy, you guess you could put it. But uh, it's kind of in the attitude. I mean, just look at someone who's obviously clearly not on the path yet, and you can see the strain of, you know, mental issues, addiction, possibly to, it's not even a visual, visual addiction in terms of like, you know, you can't clearly tell that that guy's a crackhead in a way, but you can be like, you know, you know, Jim's a cop and he eats steak every night kind of guy, you know? Uh, but I see, I completely see what you guys are all kind of culminating here. I've already thought about it and I kind of, I have like an answer for it, but I don't know how to express it correctly. But I, I think we all see, uh, what it means here is just self-respect, uh, respect your environment, and being able to do everything in moderation to where basically the whole primal rule is to not be addicted to anything and to be ju to just be conscious and aware about uh, exactly what you're doing. And, yeah, that's kind of all that uh, diet, health, and fitness is. It's just, you know, I don't want to just say physical, but care. For sure. Yeah. Um, sorry, Philos, did you want to respond to that at all? That was, it, um, 
No, I mean, I think okay. I think you make a good point, and I think it's also important not to necessarily cast judgments onto people of whether they're, you know, on the path or off the path, whatever that may be, because, I mean, one, one insight is that everyone's an angel in disguise, so be careful who you... <laughs> Who you judge too fast? Or oh yeah, of course. It's it's not so much a judgment as it is an observation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people want the knowledge; they'll find it themselves. But in the meantime, you can completely see the problems in society and what uh, the control system permeates onto everyone by clearly looking at the victims of such. But so, can I jump in here? Go ahead, Jack. Yep. Okay, just just let me say this: the simplest way to say it. Okay. Depending on the development of your solar plexus chakra and the fire that you have in your liver to burn up energies that come into your field, not just food, is dependent upon how much meat or alkaline, acidic you can eat. Now, I went through a period of my life where... I wasn't exercising at all. I was dealing with a lot of dark energies and stuff. And I was in a very alkaline, very vegetarian. I was kicking butt, right? But then I started exercising. And I started jogging and doing 5Ks, 10Ks. And, and let me tell you, I could eat a 1,000 salads, and it's not going to satisfy my physical body's actual, you know what I'm saying? Needs. So what I did was I connected with the turkey spirits. And the turkey spirits, as you guys know, are all about giving of themselves for love. And it's, it's one of the purest, if you're going to eat meat, if you have to eat meat, if you get to that level where you need to go, like turkey is where like that level, like honestly don't even eat meat because don't kill animals, don't even have karma, don't even like, but the fire in your solar plexus clears that energy on a certain level if you know what I'm saying like so our goal is to end all suffering on this entire planet how can we do that if we're eating other sentient beings but we also have to be compassionate of everybody's reality and everybody's situations and for me personally I'm a purifier like I suck off entities negative entities from people that makes me very dense for a short period of time, and it purges out of me, and it's crazy. I go to the beach, I go to the water, I do all these different techniques and crystals and all this stuff and healing, And but at that certain points, I have to eat meat, and it's got to be dense, and it's got to – but in the very beginning, I would have a little guilt and shame in my mind, and I would feel a, the torture of the animals, and I would cry, and it was so sensitive to feel all this stuff from my emotional, like, feminine side that was being developed. But then it kind of went through a process where it was the understanding and seeing the innocence of the animals and how they eat. Do you think that a gator eating something feels guilty? Do you think that a frog that eats a fly is like, I feel bad for that? Humans think so much, they don't feel enough. If you really quench your feeling without going overboard, because those feelings can turn into an addiction and go overboard. 
but really connect with your body. Feel it. And everybody's different. No judgment on anybody. But the deeper truth that we're trying to project here is we really want to be in a world without suffering. And to do that, we don't want to be killing animals anymore. You know? Yeah. Unnecessary yeah. suffering. As it, don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I have another quick point to to address really quick. Go ahead, Denny. Yeah, um, I know in a lot of spiritual circles and uh, people uh, getting into this type of thing, especially with the diet and everything, and uh, especially on the vibrational and frequency level, uh, addressing their own, addressing the world's vibration on a global scale, uh, just in the community, whatever it may be. Uh, I remember hearing... Uh, Earth is currently the densest planet in pretty much the entire universe. So with that being said, uh, we're going through a lot of uh, dense-like activities, such as you know eating meat or uh, you know doing these type of things, drinking heavy alcohols or doing excessive amounts of drugs, uh, being promiscuous with our with our sexual body, things like that. <clears throat> with that being said, uh, I like how everybody's like going towards the. Uh, the, the paradigm of uh, eliminating the, the suffering and going towards compassion, especially in a non-judgmental way, especially since uh, when I joined the whole vegan thing, it was like, yeah, a lot of people were very judgmental in the beginning. Uh, if you weren't uh, like a raw 124 vegan or just a completely raw vegan or you weren't this vegan or that vegan, and you know, I kind of saw that, I'm like, well, you guys are replicating the same density we're trying to get away from. So if you just encourage others, because at the end of the day, there's a quote that stuck out to me the most is, uh, you can't encourage the crawling baby to walk. It's not ready yet. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's kind of like almost useless to push people to, to, to go vegan or to like uh, correct them in every action that they have. I mean, they already have a, a control system uh, within them, their emotions and their mind that they already have to deal with and, and, and worry about. So why are you trying to impose your own control system that hasn't, or your check and balance system that hasn't got, you know, yourself correct and you're trying to impose that on somebody else? So I like he hearing all these things from you guys, especially like as somebody that, you know, went vegan uh, solid six months to about a year ago. You know, I was having some issues with the transition, but you know, past six months have been pretty solid and everything, but yeah, I noticed that, yeah, and even to kind of segue into, I know it might be jumping the gun a bit, but to kind of segue into the next section, um, it, it's like, I see it within the cycling realm, you know, I, I'm, I'm an avid cyclist, uh, and there's a lot of judgment with people, like, who jump into cycling right off the bat, and, like, uh, I know they're trying to help you and be helpful and say, hey, you're doing this and that wrong, blah, 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 this is how you shift on a bike, whatever, and I get the same thing from the, the vegan community and vegetarian community. It's like, oh, you're doing this and this and that wrong. And it, it's just like it's a, it's across the board for a lot of things. So uh, it's just I don't know. It's just like uh, people are bringing like they're they're really embodying the density that we're going through right now as a planet by doing that. And if you want to vibrate higher, you want to get to that frequency. Uh, I think that's one of the things you got to ditch. And of course, being attached with that is of course your ego. You, uh, I'm a big believer of you should suffer multiple ego deaths within your lifetime, not just one. So uh, I think that contributes to you know us you know vibrating higher as a species, uh, getting to that that crystalline uh, divine spirit, that the, the divine thing that we should be. 
So that's something that resonated with me really well, and I'm glad all of you are taking those necessary steps. Uh, even if you're at the very beginning, don't be discouraged. It's hard. Yes, it is. Uh, some people are like that when they do it. They just do it overnight. Some people aren't. So the uh, big message to the end of the day is keep raising your vibration. You're going to uh, globally raise the vibration. So keep trying. Just keep keep trying. You're, you're going to fall down, get your knees dirty, and you got to wipe the dirt off your palms. But at the end of the day, like... Um, Struggle is probably the biggest teacher. Yeah. That's, so, um, I, I was going to do, Jack, do you want to just say something quick and I'll say something after you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to jump in with Philo. Thanks, Denny. Um, Philo, dude, um, you know Golden Light Eagle, right? Chief Golden Light Eagle? Yes. Yeah, I know him too. <laughs> yeah, okay. Super duper high vibration, dude. Okay. I was in the middle of being super duper vegan, all vegetarian. I was militant. I was like, I went into a store, they didn't have vegan all this stuff. I would like freak out on people, and they're like, dude, come down. I'm like, I'm not eating slaughtered Like, I would went crazy. So, like, I was in that stage when I witnessed Chief Golden Light Eagle leading an elk hunt on the sacred grounds of the reservation. And I watched the pictures, and I saw them kill an elk. And it, it like, destroyed me. Yeah. But yeah. realizing the Native American energy, like, and realizing that they're going to be giving it to the right vibrational people that are going to be able to absorb that energy in a pure way and appreciate it. And, like, what do you think about that, Philo? Like, you know him. Oh, well, um, Brendan, Brendan knows him too, but. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just going to say once again, because I like to, I like pronunciations. I like to pronounce the name <laughs> Phil, Philo. Philo. Right, Philo. I said Philo, I'm sorry. Philo. Not Philo. Not Philo. Philo. It's just, it's just Philo. I'm learning about my preferences, and I like, Philo. I like Philo, yes. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, um, Basically, I believe that everyone is a sovereign being and everyone is free to decide how they want to exist on this planet. And, you know, I, I have gone back and forth over whether I think eating meat is, is in alignment or not for me. And this chapter I'm on right now, I'm really like, I've got, I've been like about f six months now vegan for the, this is the longest I've ever been, and um, I'm really trying to discern like, does this feel like this is a healthy way for humans to exist? And for the most part, it does. I mean, I do think that there's a certain energetic quality that you get from eating animal products that is like, like for example, when you when you eat buffalo meat, you take on like the spirit of the buffalo. And if you really pray with it and you really connect with that spirit, then it's like that energy is moving within you and you're like able to kind of channel the buffalo spirit more. And I really think that it's a matter of being really honest with yourself. Like, am I eating this? And like, as you said, like, are am I willing to kill an animal myself? And if I'm not, does that feel right? 
like for me, I was eating meat all the time, and I saw a duck on the side of the road that got hit by a car. And like one of my things is that I, I usually when I see an animal on the side of the road, no matter what I'm doing, I'll just pull over and like pray with it and find a place to bury it. And I've done that a lot here in Florida because there's a lot of bless their souls like the animals get hit all the time here excuse me so, you're in Florida yeah we need to hook up anyway but <laughs> anyways so this duck was hit by a car and I brought it over to the bushes and and like was was praying with it and like a part of me I mean maybe this is Regardless of what part of me or what story was going, I was like, I feel like some part of me wants to, like, save a wing of this duck to, like, honor it, you know, or, like, at least keep it on my altar or something. But literally, I went to, like, pull off the wing, and it was like I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't just break this this animal's bone. It was like, it was right there in front of my face, you know, the animal is clearly already dead. But, like, I just couldn't do it. It just didn't feel right to, like, rip this bone off of this animal. And I was like, you know, I don't feel like I would want to kill an animal. Like, I, when it gets right down to it, it just doesn't feel right to me, you know? If I don't have to, if I'm not starving, it just doesn't feel right to me. And so maybe at some point that will change. I I'm, I know that the only constant is change, but like, as for now, I'm really experimenting with the vegan lifestyle, and like, I kid you not, like, the whole thing with the first and second chakras is like, major for me. Like, if, if, I, I'd be willing to say that 95% of people's attachment to meat is like, issues with their first and second chakras that if we resolved those issues we wouldn't even crave meat and we wouldn't and literally we don't need it I mean it's clear that we can exist as pretty healthy beings on vegan diets I mean there's vegan bodybuilders there's like all these evidence like I think that it's mostly a story that we've created and like I do totally honor the Native American beliefs and everything, and I think they do it in, like, the most sacred way of of most cultures. I mean, Native Americans is a broad term. You know, there's 500 tribes in North America, so that's an important thing to honor. They're all unique. Um, and with that said, I think that they potentially had to eat meat for a long time because that was like the food they had around. They didn't necessarily have agriculture. They didn't have all these other things. And so, you know, they did it in the most sacred way possible. But living in this current reality we're in, you know, where we have access to nuts and seeds and, you know, all these other alternatives, I really feel like that's that's what works for me and 
you know, I know everyone's unique, so I'm not going to project that everyone has to follow some ordinance. <laughs> it's a good word, ordinance. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's my perspective there. I'll pass. Mm -hmm. Can I can I jump in about the wing? Yeah. I'll jump in about the wing in my experience. I love you, Lauren, too. I got to say hi to my homie, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. I do want to share. Okay, I'll let Lauren share. Yeah. Okay, both myself. Um, Go ahead, Lauren. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the game. <laughs> All right. So, I don't think I can like look at myself share. Cause, like I don't know what would come out if I did that. But um. All right. All I have is my experience. And I didn't know this would be about veganism, which is cool. Um, but I am vegan, and I've been vegan for about three and a half years. Um, and largely vegetarian for mm, like seven. Um, so, from experience alone, like, not emotion, not, you know, opinions and what other people say, but my own experience, which is the best thing that I can offer anybody, um, was I grew up eating animal products, and then I was on a spiritual journey because I was addicted to things and I became more clean of certain things over time and every time I would eat a meal I would pray before eating it and I found it really weird to pray before eating animal products um, so I googled online like the spiritual effects of eating meat and I came across this website um, comparing like the spirit the spirituality of a banana versus spirituality of a piece of meat and so those, those bananas are those bananas are so enlightened these days I gotta say so before that I had these three really powerful experiences with eating animal products and it was weird because I had addictive experiences with other foods and I didn't expect to have it with um, beef, ham, and then like like a pulled pork kind of deal. So since then I decided to wean out animal products and I did it on my own terms. I didn't do it for like watching a documentary or a doctor's advice. I just did it based on the spiritual science research or I forget SSRF or what the exact Company was, and from my own experience, my own pertinent, like fact-based experience, my life did change, and I do feel more clear and opened up to another dimension than I did before. So, also before I like pot, like before I pass, there's this uh, plant-based speaker named Will Tuttle. And he was sharing on veganism. And he opened it with saying, being vegan isn't about solely what you put in your body. It's about how you treat other people. 
And he said, I'm not being vegan if I'm like, flipping people off in traffic and if I'm gossiping about my coworkers. And for me, that really related because you can eat certain things but still not live by like certain principles. So I think that's what I wanted to share. Thank you. I'm going to mute. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's, it's, I, I, I agree. I agree that, like, you know, the, the veganism thing, um, it's definitely more than just about eating meat. And, and what's interesting, though, is that, you know, one, one of our buddies, Rainey, um, he put up a little video, and, and he's always promoting, like, veganism and conscious lifestyle, conscious lifestyle. But then eventually, you know, he made an interesting video, video and he was basically saying, you know, you know, like, I'm not vegan, and I never was. And what he meant by that is the idea that vegan is like a label that, you know, someone other than himself created that over time he felt that he didn't really align with. You know, like, he sees, he's like, I am human. I am a human. I am a human going through cycles. I am a human going through learning processes. And that's something that I feel like we can all learn. So, I mean, like, you know, if you if you refer to yourself as a vegan, then there's also, there's almost this other side of the coin where, like, you have to deal with sort of, like, the, the, the guilt or the shame or something of going against that if you sort of have built that into your framework kind of thing. So, I mean, I mean, you know, again, with my past as, with my path as relating to diet and everything like that, like, it's literally been, like, a slow transition over the course of like five years of changing my diet and taking meat out of my diet and like learning to like enjoy new foods and everything like that. Um, I wanted to say some some key things and then um, we'll definitely get into the fitness thing and, and, and we'll have to save more of the health 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 like in diet stuff specifically. We can save it for another show um, definitely but knowing that this is a popular topic we'll always go back to it but what I wanted to say is that understanding that a lot of this stuff is within the mind. A lot of this stuff is like reprogramming the way of how we have our relationship to food. And, and even what Phil was talking about, uh, understanding that our desire and our impulses for some of the foods that we, you know, really like and have that sweet and have that, you know, releases like, like a, uh, it releases like chemicals in our brain, like a serotonin and, and just like things that make us feel a certain way and we actually get addicted to that feeling sort of thing. Um, it's interesting to observe that within ourselves, and and then when we work that into our diet, as I said, you know, it develops a chance to practice um, aligning. Like it gives us a chance to practice developing our willpower. Yet this is something that I've brought into my own practice. Is that sometimes I've noticed this. I've been able to observe this within myself of how the body associates um, the feeling of wanting to eat food when it is uncertain about something. And what I mean by this is that if I'm like working on editing, like I do a lot of video editing and things like that. If I'm like working on editing or some other project and I have like food nearby me and then I, suddenly I get to a point I'm just like, I'm like, damn it, I don't know what to do. And then I just reach over and I just like eat like food that's nearby me. And I didn't even know that I was doing it until like it, until I became conscious of it. And I was like, wait a second, right? Like, you know, it's weird. Like as soon as we feel something like, like not meeting a place that aligns with our happiness. We're just like, like, oh shit, I need comfort. Like, oh shit, I need to fill this void. Oh shit, like I need some sort of sensation to like make me distract me or, or, or something like that. And so it's really interesting to observe that. And then what I actually did uh, within, this is a practice and a practical tip that I can suggest for you guys. Um, so I mean, this is just an example, right? So like what I would do is that 
acknowledge that that impulse was there in me, but as a way to help like deprogram myself out of it, what I would do is that I would still have the food nearby me. And, you know, it, it could still be healthy food. It would just like be my lunch. It would be like my lentils and beans or something like that, right? With like almonds and nuts and stuff put on top of it with like pink Himalayan sea salt and stuff like that and peanut butter. I eat a lot of peanut butter these days. Peanut butter on everything pretty much. <laughs> a lot of protein in it. Um, but, but what I do is that I actually create this this format where instead of just like randomly eating food at any point I feel the impulse consciously or unconsciously, what I do is actually schedule in points of when I will eat food. So I literally say like on the half hour, I'll have a, I'll, I'll take a quick break and I'll take a couple bites to eat, but only on that half hour. So if I like, if I'm working and suddenly I feel, feel that impulse and I'm just like, I'm just like food, food, food. And I'm just like, look at the clock. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I still got 10 more minutes. But I know that in those 10 minutes, I'll be able to feed that impulse that my body is asking for. So I'm just like, all right, body, like, it'll come. Just be patient, you know? So it's this idea that when it comes to impulses and stuff like that, sometimes it can be really hard to just completely just, like, take out what our body is, is, is like, reaching for, you know? Like, it wants those sweets. It wants those snacks. It wants those something. And so, like, instead just find a way to program in a new format to your habits that still allows you to have that just in a more regulated fashion. So, it, like, again, you know, instead of just saying, like, no more body, you get nothing, like, nothing for you, and then your body, like, it will cause it to, like, reject this, and it'll be like, be like, no, you know, like, you have to, you have to train it, you have to sort of, like, give it, like, a little bit of candy, like, every now and then, just to sort of help ease it along. It's kind of like guiding a horse sort of thing. You have to, like, put, like, food in front of it to sort of move it along sort of thing. Um, so that's just something that I feel that, you know, if people want to keep that in mind, you know, if do that. If you find yourself eating snacks throughout the day, try only eating snacks on the every half hour, even if it's just like a small bite or even the every hour. But know that you're going to do that, then that programs your mind to still know that you're still going to get what your, your subconscious is asking for, but you have more mindfulness and more control over it. And then eventually those time frequencies begin to space themselves out. And then what happens when you start replacing that food with like something actually more rewarding as well? And then, you know, you begin to find enjoyment in like the delicacies of like having like cut up peppers or like having like fruits and everything like that. Um, I was going to say, I know Jasko's something to say, but uh, let's uh, let Kat jump in since uh, we haven't heard as much from her. So, Kat, did you want to jump in? Yeah. There's just another about... point I want to mention too afterwards, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, just about what you and uh, Philo said about just like really assessing where the triggers are and how we tend to, to soothe ourselves with food. It's really important to just be able to trace the origins of where those triggers and those that perceived hunger is coming from because often enough it's just emotional hunger. It's, it has nothing to do with the physical hunger that we need in order to nourish ourselves, in order to sustain and survive. So there's just a lot of things to be able to really trace back if you can mindfully do so. And that's why I feel like doing cleanses every now and then, doing detoxes are really important because it really brings up a lot of things that you are addicted to that you don't even know, that you don't even realize. Because for me, you know, I'm very aware that I, I am addicted to sugar. Like, I love sugar, and, and it's it gets to a point sometimes where it's problematic because I know I'm using it as, like, a coping mechanism. Um, but it's really, really important to be able to, like, trace where that's coming from because when it comes to emotional hunger, emotional hunger comes on subtly, but physical hunger comes on very gradually. And, um, you know, emotional hunger is, like, a, a very... It's immediate. It feels like it needs to be, like satiated instantly, whereas physical hunger, you know, you can wait it out for the most part. Um, 
and when you're you, you know when you're coming from a place of like emotional hunger you're truly never satisfied you're always going back to eat to soothe something to comfort yourself to to cover up some underlying issue whereas you know when you're hungry physically and you need it to nourish yourself for that point in the day it usually stops when you're full so just being able to like go back and um, and see your patterns and see what you're addicted to and slow the whole process of eating down make eating a meditation because if you're already meditating in your daily life you might as well like trickle that into other practices um, you know dream exploration exercising is meditation uh, and eating can be a meditation as well so just slowing it down and, and just analyzing where things are coming from is really really crucial oh yeah cat like the part you said we're eating and exercising is like a meditation is really yeah I, I you'll I don't know if you guys have it but when you're eating you you don't feel like you're just eating you you mm -hmm. kind of get lost in your thoughts while you're eating you know how people yeah. how you get in the shower where you have time to think it's like that and uh, I don't remember what point I wanted to make uh, when you first started the thing it, it was about emotional hunger and um, yeah, your physical your physical hunger would uh, come more gradually and naturally. And uh, I don't know when we're gonna jump into fitness here, but yeah, uh, you <laughs> losing time. Um, get on that fitness. <laughs> we do, Brendan. I I'll get a jump in on a fitness thing yeah, right now. Jack or, or or is it was it in response to something we were saying earlier or, or something you were saying? Okay, because I know uh, Phil Philo has a sign, and I'll just say one other thing, and then yeah, we'll switch into fitness. But go ahead. Okay, hold, hold on. Yeah. So I gotta say, dude, you are a Jedi. Okay. I was I was jogging with my little nephews, and we were going for a run, and we're running, we're running, and one of my little nephews, he had a cramp. Oh, <laughs> Jack, Jack, I gotta stop. I said, no, do not let your pain stop you. Let your goals stop you. I'm not saying that I'm not going to let you stop and I'm not going to make you suffer, but it's your choice. You pick out the wherever you want to stop, you pick out the next place we're stopping. And we'll stop there. But never let your pain stop you or your emotions stop you. Let your goals lead you. So this is what happens. People, you know, as a Jedi, people let their emotions run them into this crazy stuff where when you're creating goals and you're following those goals, you're able to actually get to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely ties in with the fitness. Um, yeah, we can definitely talk about that, like overcoming like mental obstacles. And, and again, yeah, that does apply. That does apply to the food uh, aspect as well. Um, okay, I know I know a couple people have a couple points that they, they want to have to add in. I got a couple points too. Um, Philo, did you want to go and then Kat? Philo. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you got it. Rhyming with Willow and Philo. Um yeah, so um, Kat, thank you for sharing. Thank you, Jack. Both of, both of those are great insights. Um, and Master Renegade, what do you like to go by? Oh, I was actually just thinking about this earlier. This is the point I wanted to make, but I don't remember when it was. Um, that's just a that's just a Google gamertag username. I just go by Roman. And when it comes to labels, preferences, or joining this and communitizing, or you know. Putting a title on everything, it kind of, I think it dumbs it down a bit. Like uh, I think 
I don't remember who was saying it earlier, but they're just like, I'm a human being and I do things. You know, it was it was Jag. Um, and, you know, don't get caught up on the whole, I'm a vegan this and I do that. Because I think a lot of people will shift toward that. Like, there can be really down, dense vegans out there. Like, people are vegans, but they're not good people. You know? Yeah. Right on. Thank you for sharing that, Rowan. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I I prefer to go by Philo, though. I mean, if people really want to call me something else, that's, that's cool. And, like, I like to have all these different personalities and characters, too. And I... That's one of the superpowers that I feel we all have is like allowing ourselves to be multidimensional and not boxed into like one personality. Like we're literally infinite beings. Like we are made of of infinite potential. And so to think that there's only one way of expressing that is like so limiting when like sometimes you could be in like ninja crazy Australian mode or something you know like um, so with that with that in mind I'm gonna explain what I wanted to say from one of my other characters um, I'll get into grandma here I think all my grandmas out there need to get this supplement here which is called Paragon it's a very nice cleansing program that uh, cleanses parasites from your intestines. And a lot of us have parasites in our intestines, and they've been there so long, we're, we're used to them. Yeah, he knows. We, other people have, have testimonials, too. And um, Paragon is a good one. And also the one, there's a train going by my house. You might hear it in the background. Um, but... There's another one called Candy Gone, which is for purifying the candida overgrowth, which is a, basically a yeast fungus that grows inside of us. And, um, yeah, pretty much everyone who's grown up on the, on the SAD, which is the standard American diet, which makes you sad, um, SAD, uh, has parasites and candida inside of us, but because everybody else has it, we think it's normal. But once you get the Paragon and you cleanse it out of the system, you feel like a brand new person, and it's amazing. And I'm so grateful that I found this stuff because I just feel so much better. And uh, that's what I wanted to share. But, yeah, parasite cleanses and candida cleanses are very powerful and that ties right in with the black cumin seed oil because that will purify you as well and the, and the bentonite clay and the last thing I'll say is that exercise is like the ultimate purifier because if you're not exercising then your body's gonna not be so happy <laughs> so thanks this is grandma signing out peace y'all <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the cosmos. Thank you, Grandma. Um, Paragon. Was, guys, check that out. Hey, Andres. Welcome to the game, brother. Hey, Brendan. How's it going? Good, man. You got your bird with you. That's awesome. He's also vegan, just so you know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Awesome. All right. Um, well, we'll definitely, again, 
this we're already like well we're about two and a half hours into this broadcast and we've we've been talking about the diets and the health of the pot and we've still got more to get into um, with the uh, with the fitness aspect um, so let's just do like a final pass on on the talking stick for anybody else who just wants to like add in anything else related to the health and then we'll collectively switch it up in, into the fitness um, a couple other points I was just gonna put out there um, this is just a practical tip and, and you guys can you know like take it take it however you want one thing that is interesting to bring into mind is that when you're eating your food I know a friend who is like very prominent about doing this they would actually like bless their food before they ate it so like as they have like a plate of food in front of them they would just take a moment literally just like meditate connect with their breath hold their hands over top of their food and literally do like Reiki or energy work like on their food you know like blessing it and putting intention into it and just being you know like I'm grateful for this I, I, I give this food permission to like fuel me for the change that I choose to be in this world and I thank you for it allowing me to continue to exist within this existence you know you sort of create like your own your own like ceremony your own little ceremony every single time you eat a meal even if it's for like 10 seconds like no one no one really does that but what happens if we start doing it and again it just brings more mindfulness uh, into the process of, of, of eating in general like I think that's a, a oh and this was this is nothing I didn't think to mention but Literally eating as like a, a straight up meditation is a very interesting thing. Um, uh, it was funny because like Cat knows what I'm talking about when when we were hanging out and and we were doing this and uh, we had some like it, it wasn't a super complex meal but it was just like yeah it was it was like <laughs> it was um uh, like avocado dip and and base guacamole and uh, oh who's who's heading out right now oh Denny you, you're heading out all right Denny thanks thanks again man we'll uh, definitely catch up later. Um, well, I, I, I'm just uh, uh, spacing out for a good 30 minutes. i got to take care of something. Uh, okay. If it's still open, I'll be back. Yeah, we're, that's very likely, so we'll catch up with you then. Um, All right, you guys have a good one. Talk to you later, dude. Uh, okay, so this is, this is my point that I was just going to say real quick. Um, literally, okay, when, when you're eating and you're eating something really good, try doing this. Literally try standing up, and then you can, like, put your hand, like, on your chest or, like, kind of on your stomach, and then when you eat your food, like, close your eyes and like really do the mmm sound. You know how we do mmm like that? But <laughs> do it as a mantra, like 100%. So you're like you're eating your like, you know, your your chips and, and guacamole and it, it, in that moment like just acknowledge the the divinity of the flavor and like how grateful you are in that moment and just be there and just be like mmm and you can like literally like I know it sounds funny and I'm like smiling now doing it but <laughs> practice doing that and and I think it's 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 a crazy idea but like you can do that and and I think I, I literally we were doing that with like pad thai and I swear like I was like having like a psychedelic experience in that moment like I was just like connecting I was just like oh my mm -hmm. god like like in that moment it's just like wow I am so grateful to be alive because I am able to taste this experience right now and that's like such a physical thing that I think we overlook the idea of being able to taste things so um, that's super super magical and just another thing I put out there um, another thing that I just want to put out there and we can get back to it within the concept of fitness but it's a concept of uh, like sexual energy in general and we were talking about root chakras and sacral chakras and everything like that but you know just like the idea of just like being reminded and this comes up in almost like every class that we do because I feel it is a thing like worth mentioning and you know like males and females but just being aware of like cultivating that sexual energy like instead of just spilling your cup uh, more frequently than you need to and understanding that like that energy is things that you can use to work towards um, aligning your willpower 
as well. So I mean, you know, fitness and, and motivation, you know, you may find that when you cultivate your energy, and again, for males, this just means like refraining from having an orgasm and things like that, you may find that like after a week of doing that, you're like actually like more motivated to go work out. Like you actually have more energy to go and do things and that willpower is like something that you'll notice that goes into your diet. Because again, like oftentimes like our diet is reflective of our ability to make our, you know, like our lack of ability to make harder choices, you know, and I say this sort of in a broad term, but usually we as humans tend to go for the easy choice. If we see a cookie in front of us, it's easy for us to eat it. It's harder for us to know that it's there and not eat it, right? So choose the harder path and, and, and knowing that that's like for your better interest and, and willpower and cultivation of sexual energy, I feel from my own experience is definitely something that plays hand in hand with that. So again, you know, we can get more into that as we go into the fitness thing. Um, but yeah, those are just a couple points I want to mention off, off the top there. Um, and I know, okay, so let's just kind of go through uh, again, like kind of just keeping yeah, like this broadcast is probably going to be like seven hours long, but let's try not to make it seven hours long. But um, I'm going to pass it over to Kat. You had your microphone open, so if you want to jump in, go ahead. And then anybody else, Kat, just check your... If you want to unmute yourself, go ahead. I just unmuted myself. There we go. Um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of open up the discussion very briefly if anyone knew anything about like gut health, because that's something that I've just really... Um, I've known about for a few years, but only in the recent past like six months is something that I've really been seriously applying more so to my life. So I want to know if you guys um, ever considered that or had any thoughts about gut health, because uh, it's pretty crazy like how much of our immune system exists in the gut, how much of our serotonin we make in the gut, like how the gut is actually you know produces like opioid like receptors and how that has to do with how we process and assimilate food and how how we actually crave certain tastes that's all processed in the gut and it has like such a huge correlation with spirituality because like the gut is symbolic of how we get our nourishment and and you know like the dantian and the hara and different parts of like you know how we direct our energy like there's such a just such a it's like a reservoir almost so i just want to ask you guys if you guys knew anything about gut health and or anything correlated to that yeah um what i know so far about gut health is it's Basically, it's the it's the factory in which you know your health comes from. Essentially, your torso, your heart, your gut, and uh, your intestines is where nutrients are extracted from food. You know, basic digestion education can teach anyone that. Um, not that I'm an expert on gut health, but you were talking about the opioids and all that. And uh, what I've seen so far from a lot of medicines in the lemon, even the lemon water thing, just to kind of uh, slot that back in real quick, one of its beneficiaries was um, gut health. And uh, the, uh, what was it, Par Paragon? Yeah, that thing too, mm -hmm. where uh, most health supplements really focus on the elimination of toxins from the gut. And uh, the whole thing with juicing is you don't juice you can juice every single day, but uh, the thing with juicing is people will go on a juice fast for 20 to 30 days, and then they'll get back to eating normally or whatever their diet consists of. Uh, because what it really is is it's a de detoxifier. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, uh, I don't know what advice I can handle thoroughly with the gut, but even in some alchemical tinctures I've seen, I have a – it's a very complicated recipe, but I have one to mm -hmm. where it's – basically for gut health 
and it doesn't say anything about alkalinity, but the, the focus of alkalinity is a pure uh, energized body, and that's what that delivers. I have not even attempted it yet, but yeah. um, the whole so, idea of health surrounds the gut. So, Roman, if I can intercede a little bit here, yeah. I, t I totally, like, agree 100% with what you're saying, dude. Like, exactly. But I want to add, like, just a little bit extra to okay. that to that wisdom. Show um, me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta think Show about <laughs> We gotta think about our solar plexus as a chemical factory. Yes. Okay? That is transmuting different chemicals to change over the the pharmaceutical change from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And the more you get your solar plexus, your energy body moving, which is Exercise really helps to build core exercises. Up. Yeah, especially core exercises. But cardio too, you know, that's more mm. of your heart. But Cardio's getting important. getting your solar plexus chakra burning up like a fire. What is the element for the solar plexus? Fire, right? And the fire burns up just like the chemical change in your solar plexus for the chemical factory of how it it's the same thing as a fire. It's like an, it's like a chemical uh, alchemy that changes everything. So the more you can get your fire burning in your solar plexus, the more you can actually transmute different energies. You know. So I'm with you, dude. Totally. Yeah. Rubido of the core. I mean, even look at where the, the soul is symbolically located, right in the center of your torso, which is also kind of uh, your heart, your diaphragm, your breathing muscle. And, you know, that's hand in hand. It all comes full circle. What you do physically affects what ha mentally happens, what mentally affects, you know, it's like a trinity, you know, and rocks, you know. Uh, yeah, we're basically in fitness here, and Brendan's not here to kind of like truck things along, so... I don't know when I'll deliver my whole. It's not like a presentation, but I have a, I have a fax of Jeet Kune Do thing hung up, or on the Go floor, in Go in the room. It. And I was just gonna name a few off, but I kind of wanted to wait until we got into the, like the crisp of, uh, what you guys do every day physically, if you do, mm -hmm. uh, what your plans are and all of that, and then I would jump in with, uh, a martial arts, self defense, philosophical physiology look at what you can do. And just kind of share my knowledge of what I've gained uh, physically knowing because I'm trying to be sort of apexual uh, in terms of mentality and physicality. Yeah, let's um, let's just do uh, uh, before we jump into that. Does anybody? Because uh, I know I know Michael and I know Andreas definitely have more to add probably on just like the health and stuff. But you know, we we can always go back to it. But um. Yeah, like before we get into the fitness thing, does anybody else want to jump in with anything specific, short and sweet, preferably related? Again, practical tips even related to health, diet, food, things like that. And we've covered a lot of ground so far, so I think it's okay to keep moving on. Okay, all right. If we do have more points related to like diet and everything like that, we can go back to it. Um, but yeah, let's let's do that. Let's let's make the jump into the the topic of, of fitness. And and again, you know, like that's such a key and, and also an exciting part of, of this experience. And, and that's the thing that I think is really, for me, again, you know, it's really exciting for, for, for the spiritual journey is to be able to, like, 
enjoy what your body is capable of you know like whether it's like spinning a bow staff catching a ball running around like you you can almost feel like you're a passenger in this vehicle you can like live your body as if you're like on a roller coaster and you're just like running around a field with your arms out flying like an airplane you're just like wee this is so fun oh my god I'm flying through space and time ah. you know like what happens when you start thinking about it that way instead of just like like you 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 are you are an ally with your body. You you are your body, but you are more than your body, and you are the spirit that's inhabiting this body. So I mean, there's a lot to experience in terms of fitness and and just being able to develop like more, uh, you know, like crystalline crystallizing the body and and uh, so many things. Things. Um, so I want to give a shout out, uh, Lauren. Thank you so much for for tuning in, and uh, look forward to being able to catch up again. So, good night, good night, Lauren. And um, so I mean, yeah. Let's let's uh, within the topic of fitness. What I'm curious is if people want to share some of their personal experiences on some fitness routines and exercises that have worked for them, and anything they want to pass on, and as well as like any philosophy uh, out of that. Um, one thing that I'll get into a little bit later as we pass the talking stick around is like my concept of Jedi training and and how I've enjoyed about that. Uh, even my concept of like my experience like doing parkour growing up over the years and gymnastics and what I've learned out of that, not just fitness wise but mentally wise and um, yeah so we can definitely bounce around on a few topics here but starting off with the fitness thing um, who would like to jump in on that if not uh, Roman you're more than welcome to to get us going with some of the things that you want to mention um, I know Michael Pratt you, you, you had some things that you want to mention did you want to jump in with anything related to fitness or was some stuff from before either way just oh, anybody okay. well, hey Michael <laughs> Do you want to just move your microphone just a little bit closer, if yeah, that's can possible? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, this is a new phone, so... Yeah, if you can just speak a little louder, that's would be preferable, but it's okay. Okay. Uh, Go for can it. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Um, well, I just wanted to say as far as um, as far as far health goes, I, I mean, I definitely could touch on things on uh, fitness, but as, as far as health goes, uh, for myself, I went through the whole journey as far as okay I did I did not start out a vegetarian um, but I went as far as um, you know I I ate meat probably just like most people unless you know you grew up in like a vegetarian raised household or whatever you know but um, I went through the whole the whole journey and uh, I found out, at least for me, what works is, because I I've met you know, vegetarian or or say just people you know that say they're vegan, and they're absolute health experts, but they don't seem happy, at all. I mean, it it seems like their whole focus has turned to you know just being so focused on health, but they don't seem like they're enjoying life or happy at all and that's one of the things I, I really looked at I was just like you know there, there's one thing I, I heard you know through throughout you know uh, a lot of my life is that you know kind of everything in moderation and it just helps kind of keeping this balance and I think really as far as health goes is well not necessarily just eating whatever feels uh, pleasurable but I think it is just sometimes just 
experimenting with things and then seeing how you feel. That makes sense. So my approach, it was not always like that. I mean, there was there was a time where I was very much, uh, you know, just about eating totally healthy things all the time, which I do think is good. But now my my uh, focus has more been kind of the psychological aspect to it as far as do you feel happy, you know, when you are eating this? I mean, it's good to be knowledgeable about health, but I think even more importantly is are you enjoying, you know, what you're doing? that makes sense yeah yeah it does definitely definitely yeah and I mean you know like I think I think even with the health and fitness thing I think a big part of it is like being comfortable in uncomfortable parts of the journey you know and again like that's the fitness part like the fitness part is like when you're doing the workouts and everything like you're gonna get to those moments where you're just like I want to quit this is stupid quit and you know like that's like part of like the brain that's just telling you it's just like blah it's just firing off and everything like that and so I mean right. I think I think you you can notice like if if you're feeling something and you're not like fully enjoying it that in itself is like another plat another like wall for you to break through as well and so I mean that can be diet specifically related to fitness and I mean even you know when it comes to like running and everything that's like a great example is that like a lot of times we'll do that we'll start running set the intention to like run you know like as long as you can this is just like you know an exercise and you'll notice that maybe within the first 10 minutes if it's something you haven't done in a while your body will just be like be like friggin hell like I can't do this you know but like it, it, and, and your first impulse will be to like sit down and stop and to just like quit you know but once you like get through that and again you know runners talk about this they call it the wall and everything and, and it's also like related to like you know like just like the fluids in the body and the lactic acid being pushed out and everything but like once you keep going and, and you keep pushing through that then you realize by the time you get to 20 minutes it's actually pretty like easy and th I, I mean, this is from my own experience this is after like a while of practice and it may not be this way like if you're just getting into running but like definitely like Running is a it, running is, is is a good way to just be able to give an opportunity for you to practice your mental conditioning and to observe those those walls within yourself. And then you know you may find that by the time you get to thirty minutes, you're actually like still capable of going. Yet you're just gonna like stop anyways, just for the sake of stopping. And and um yeah. So there's some other th things I want to mention related to running and stuff. But Jack, go ahead. Yeah, and you know me as a jogger. You guys probably seen if you're friends and like follow me jogging all the time. But like. Something with jogging, just on the same parallel of what you're saying, is when I'm hanging around certain people and I'm around certain auras, I'm a purifier. So I pick up different energies and like it's almost like it clears and 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 the different energies of, that I'm around, like it's almost like Green Mile, you know, like clearing whatever energies. But when I'm jogging, I can actually tell and feel the difference of my true soul compared to the energies I've been around. Like, my normal energy, I'll jog for a certain amount of time and I'll feel like, I'll feel good. You know, my body's feeling good. But if I'm hanging around certain people with so many thought form entities and all this stuff, it'll get into my aura and then I'll be jogging and my mind will be like, stop, you need to stop. It's, you know what? And I'm like, I start to feel my body and I'm like, no, my body doesn't need to stop at all. 
It doesn't. It, I don't even feel like it needs to stop. It's just my mind. And then once you move past that limiting mental construct energy that's inhibiting you, your body responds with like almost a reward of saying, "Oh, good job!" And then you get like that jogger's high, and it, it's just. It really helps you. It's almost like, okay, if you look at your electromagnetic aura, your field, and you understand that the heart is the center of that, you can realize that when you get your heart pumping to a certain speed, it's actually spinning around all this energy. And it sometimes helps can, helps to dislodge. Yeah, yeah, dude. Helps to like dislodge that energy that can be stuck in you. And it's like this figuring out, where your body, if you have serious pain or cramps, you really need to stop, and you, you can't go too far. But if it's just your mind saying, oh, you need to stop it, and your body doesn't feel like it, so it's really kind of harmonizing all of your energies through exercise. Yeah, if, if anybody wants to jump in on that, go ahead, Michael. Yep. Uh, no, that's really interesting. Well, I just want to say, as far as exercising, though. Sorry, so, can you just move move a little closer, Mike? Oh, how about now? Yeah. Um... I was saying, as far as as far as like exercising goes, it's important to. Um, I mean, if say just for example, um, somebody just decided to just you know meditate all day, which is all good and dandy. Well, I mean, I don't know too many people that meditate all day, you know. But say somebody does that, goes about that. If they go about their life just you know trying to meditate uh, all the time, you know, like, they're not getting certain oxygen to their uh, body. They're not using certain things. I mean, I don't know, unless they're, you know, jogging in their mind or whatever. Studies have said, you know, um, they've recorded, like, muscle memory, you know, when people are visualizing themselves jogging or whatever. But for the most part, you know, it's kind of like if you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing. Your body begins to weaken so it's like you gotta move you know yeah simply just moving is like such an important part related to the whole like health and fitness thing it's just finding a way that works for you but movement is crucial and and like that's like a big part of it is just it's one of those things where like if you don't use it you lose it sort of thing and the muscles they atrophy and and like that can happen uh, it, it, it changes depending on your own personal state and everything like that, but it's something where it's a it, it, there's a good side to that too because as you develop a habit of it, exercising actually becomes easier and you actually like begin at least for myself, you begin to look forward to it, you begin to feel the reward in it, and you know like even I'll just say a couple things here and then we'll, we'll pass it over. Um, just going back to the idea of like running, uh, for me like what I do. Um, well, I, I incorporate it into my ninja training with the Jedi ball, which is something I'll explain a little bit later. But when I'm running, it's interesting because I notice what I'll do is I'll run for like the first like five minutes or ten minutes with my shoes on, and then I'll take my shoes off, and I'll notice the difference. And I notice that like I actually have more endurance when I have, when I'm running without my shoes on. And again, you know, this is like an energetic thing. This is this is a thing that you know some science textbooks may not really mention and stuff like that. But for me, it's a personal thing where like I definitely feel tapped into that earth energy and having my feet barefoot just allows me. And like literally, I feel like I can just like keep going, keep going, keep going, sort of thing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. There's a whole Gaia concept in, ingrained with that. But even scientifically, I've seen it on uh, something like on it where it's a website. Uh, I'm not sure that's exactly what it's called. But uh, running barefoot allows you to um, 
what is it, gain access to your ankle muscles, essentially, because with shoes, it's kind of like with brick. Think about uh, running in clogs. You know, you're not really using your uh, your front and the back of your ankle, which uh, some people can try this, you know, just kind of flex your foot upward, learn like how they teach you in karate or taekwondo class, how to kick the bag where you pull your toes back and hit with the ball of your feet. And you do that, and you can feel there's a large tendon that connects the ankle to the foot and in the back as well, connecting to the heel. And uh, someone who runs with shoes all the time, those tendons aren't going to be strong. So when you do take your shoes off and run, you feel more powerful because you're engaging your entire foot naturally. Yeah, so I want to jump in on this. Like yesterday, I went to Ormond Beach in Florida, and I felt led to jog. And I jogged on the beach barefoot with like the sun shining and like the waves and the auric energies. And you're totally right. Something to do with your toes, like actually digging in. It's like primal or something, and it really does something because I always jog with my jogging shoes and all that stuff. Like I'm, I do it all the time, but just yesterday with that energy, it, you're right, dude. It's like something. It, there's something to that, you know. Yeah, I want to hop in on here also. I I've been obsessed with the Vibram Five Finger shoes for over five years now, and. Literally, they are such a game changer if, if you ever are looking to find the middle ground between running and having shoes. Um, the Vibram Five Fingers are just incredible. There's a bunch of different styles, and for most people, including me, it takes a while to you just walk around in them at first because you've got to like rebuild your foot muscles because... Literally, our foot muscles are like our hands, essentially. But imagine if you're wearing mittens all the time. Like, your whole life, you're just wearing mittens. You wouldn't, like, know how to, like, use your hands like this. And so, like, our feet are so incredible. I'm, like, literally, um, one of my, um, one of the big parts of the book that I've been writing, Unlocking Our Superpowers, is, the concept that our subconscious mind is our body, which I mentioned before, but I'm just going to like say that every day forever because it's like the most epic realization that you can... I think we might have, uh, Phil might have froze there, actually. His mic was getting a little choppy, so we'll, we'll let him, give him a second to see if he wants to jump back in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, again, you know, like the barefoot thing, definitely, definitely something that's uh, super noticeable and um, yeah so let's uh, let, let's um, or does anybody else want to jump in with anything now I was gonna say you know like let's explore some of like different exercise routines different ways that we have found to exercise within our own life that that works for us you know everyone's sort of got to explore their own their own ways and their own formats and really to get creative with it as well um, does is Phil still frozen yeah yes does anybody else want to jump in with with anything re related to that um, Roman, if you want to, did you want to talk about what you were mentioning earlier? Did you want to share that now, if you'd like? And uh, well, maybe, but uh, in terms of types of exercises, um, I usually came. I came from just something, you know, how your dad tells you do push-ups, sit-ups, and squats. You know how it is. Just real basic bodyweight exercises. But uh, I've been learning a lot for the past couple of years 
on exercise in general, and I do a lot of uh, bodybuilder type weight exercises, and I think that's what's gotten me to such an excelled level. I wouldn't say quickly, but I've definitely progressed ever since I've started. Um, it's one of the larger things in my life. I mean, you could, if you would see my room, I've got like three Bruce Lee posters in my room, you know. Right. Someone's, <laughs> yeah, someone's physique who was absolutely that cut and uh, just had unlimited amounts of endurance. Like, you, you want your body to be pinnacleized like that. So I take a lot of advice from him, too, because I also believed that before he died. I, I mean, I've researched him on so many levels. I've read all kinds of books and um, interviews and people who knew him talking about him. And I think he's kind of like one of us, where he understood uh, a lot of things in a way uh, similarly to mine. I mean, I have a book over there of his where he uh, talked about all certain kinds of philosophy. And I think you guys would just oh, get a Dale, kick out of it. Yep. You get one heck, of, yeah. You get one heck of a kick out of that book. That book will completely reinvent what you think philosophy is and what you think freedom and the fight situation is. Yeah, and, I have that um, book. Yeah, that's a good book. Um, but I guess before I talk about that, just if anyone else has uh, any we'll exercises, we'll we'll let Phil Phil Philo will jump back in since. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, go go get, go ahead, Philo, and thanks, Roman. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, let's, let's channel some Bruce Lee into this. So. You guys, I think this is the book he was talking about. So the one. Yeah, Bruce Lee is epic. Epic. I got I got a big. Oh, looks like Phil might have dropped again. Actually, that's unusual. All right, well, we'll have to see, but um, yeah, we'll we'll give Phil lead away uh, just when he's able to rejoin, which is un unfortunate, but is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, again, you know, like I, I think looking at someone like Bruce Lee is, is fascinating because he he himself is is a prime example of like what the human body is capable of, and, and you know, just not only just physically but mentally as well, right? You you see him bringing those aspects of precision into his martial arts. You see him like doing things with the uh, nunchaku, which is like just like blows your mind, right? You know, like how can someone have like that much control? But it's also like this idea of like, for me, fitness is a big part of exploring flow. And, and, and that's the idea is that like when you're doing fitness don't just do it to be like be like alright I'm exercising so that I can lose fat and gain muscle Blah. you know like yeah that's part of it <laughs> I don't know why I made that voice but that's like the voice of an unenthusiastic person wanting to work out or something um, come with me if you want to lift yeah <laughs> if you want to <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I was going to say you know like when it comes to fitness and everything like that it, it, it can be a real game changer when we turn it into a bit of a game when we actually like develop uh, cognitive aspects into it. So I mean if you're doing like bench presses and heavy things with weights and everything, it's just like I pick things up and put them down. You know, it's just like it's just like if you just do that over and over and over again, it's like does that get boring after a while? Eventually yeah it will. So I mean how can you bring more movement into it? How can you bring more flow into it? How can you bring more games into it? And so I mean for me Something I've been exploring is the concept of Jedi training, and this is really focusing on the cognitive aspects. Um, and I'll explain to you guys more about that, but let's check in back with Phil since uh, he's sort of phasing in and out of dimensions here. Phil, let's let's <laughs> see how it goes this time. Um, okay, Jack is holding Hello. Um, Philo. Yeah, there. my internet my internet is uh, being a little wobbly right now. We've been having storms in in. Florida, so um, 
so yeah, the uh, the main thing I want to share is that I believe each each body part has its own consciousness, and you can imagine like in order to be a fully conscious being, if you want to be optimally conscious, you have to like unlock the ability for each part of your body to be. You have to have sensation in it. You have to have the ability to utilize it. And so, like, if we don't have the ability to utilize our feet, then we're essentially lacking a, a piece of our own consciousness. If, if you understand the model of the body and the mind being one, one fluid system, like I call it the body-mind system, like I think that's one of the most important things we can do as lucid dreamers is to dissolve the separation between the mind and the body and to see them as one one total system where you know we're not fully healthy until our bodies are fully healthy and we're not mentally healthy if if something a part of our body is is in disease, you know, and so when it comes to running, I love the five finger shoes because they allow your foot muscles to be a lot more engaged. And um, I mean, I run on concrete. I I actually that's what I like to do. I mean, I like running in trails as well. Though um, with the five finger shoes, I have the Komodo. Unfortunately, Phil has dropped from the uh, internet realms, but he'll be back. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, kind of what, yeah, uh, hitting upon some things that he said, like just the idea of, you know, can you explore the pinnacle of spiritual enlightenment, so to speak, if you're not giving the attention to the body? Because, you know, the body is like the the lens in which you're perceiving the world through. So, I mean, how do we alter that lens? How can we cleanse it? How can we take care of it? How can we amplify it sort of thing? So, I mean, you know, body, mind, spirit, it definitely is, is this whole this whole trinity. And I think it's something that we don't always talk about too, too much within uh, some of the spiritual community. I mean, we hear people talking about, like, yoga a lot. We hear people talking about diet a lot. But, like, there's not as much emphasis put on just, like, you know, like, the spiritual benefits behind jogging, the spiritual benefits behind, like, exercising and playing and everything like that. But personally, I'm actually inspired to um, get into the process of making videos in the future that will be, like, short, like, Jedi training videos. That will be, like, short introdu introductional videos for exercises that people can do uh, where they are, like, literally. Um, okay, let's just check back in. Phil, did you want to, Philo, did you want to try again if 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 they're you're there? I think this, back. I think it's a sign that, that it's that's not the connection is lacking, so Spears probably calling me to go. I was gonna say, let's um if you want you can give it give it one more message and Hold then on. um can I, if can it I drops say something? Out. Okay, Jack and then we'll pass it over to Philo and, and give him one more chance before his internet Philo Philo, let's share your glow. Let everyone know about the divine way to grow, you know? You're about to get me on the freestyle. Yeah. 
about to get me on the train so that I can use my body and my brain. And you know my internet connection is whack because of the rain. But, but when I eat vegan, I let go of all my pain. You know, I'm singing this refrain. We're about to get a whole cipher up in here. You know, when the tribe comes together, we dissolve all the fear. Coming together, whether we are straight, gay, lesbian, queer, we're all accepted in the rainbow tribe. You know, we coming here to just spread good vibes, <laughs> unlocking our superpowers, because we're the Power Rangers. And when, <laughs> and when you give free hugs, then there's no such thing as strangers. Rangers. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yes, dude. That's dope. Does anybody else want to jump in on that? So before my internet comes out, <laughs> go for it. I'm going to just uh, share once more this book, Unlocking Our Superpowers, representing the Rainbow Lion and all of us coming out this August. Um, if you're interested, you can connect with me on Facebook or you can send me an email, philoflows at gmail.com. I'm also uh, resuming my, my role as a life coach. I work one-on-one -on -one with people to support them in practical ways to unlock our superpowers, overcoming obstacles. You know, I've been supporting people designing projects, turning the ideal to the real deal, and um, I'm super passionate about all Super, oh, so super passionate. Uh, I, oh, well, we get the memo. He's going to unreal because he's a real deal. Congeal. Congeal? <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. This guy's in a flow. I've met him in person. Like, yeah, he's great. Dude. Yeah. But right now, manifesting storms in Florida, like the grid and the energy. We just went through a tropical storm here. Guys, it's a little destabilized, so... The internet connection is crazy, but you know, it's all mm -hmm. yeah. dude, there's a hurricane gonna I'm hit Florida. Florida. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it already did, and the grid workers were like, "No contrast, no contrast." <laughs> At least in this parallel reality, so. Yeah, everything worked oh, out good here in Florida. Was coming back. Yeah, we had a lot of energy. We had to transmute for the, you know, tropical depression, and you know what? We did it. I even put out a post. If you guys follow me, like, the shamans stepped up this time, man. Did we have any crazy super winds? No. It flowed. Like the feel of flow, you know? That's how we go. Our souls start to glow. Then the earth will know not to give humans a bad flow. It's like, yo? <laughs> Alright, all right, I, I hold space for you, man. Go. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say yeah. I, I love all of you. Brendan, i got to give thanks for you. You've been holding down this Paradigm Shift Central for a long time, and I really appreciate all the dedication you put into it. And, yes, thank, thank you. you thank you, too, man. Yeah, awesome. blessings to our whole our whole growing family here. I really just want to say that this this is becoming the new normal. You know, like we're the pioneers right now, though we're all leaders and way showers for for many people to come. 
And so let's all give ourselves a big self-love hug here right now because we're doing fucking awesome. Let's <laughs> uh, help and fitness right there. Give yourself a hug each day. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, y'all can keep flowing. I'm going to probably cook some broccoli here and uh, have a good night. So awesome. happy Friday. Thanks again, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much. And again, a, you know, go ahead. I'm a, I'm a brother, sister, mama. Yes. what I like to say. Fellow <laughs> flows. I'm wearing, a, I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a skirt. He's wearing a skirt. You heard it right there. Boom. Drops the mic. And <laughs> aloha, brother. Like, aloha. let him know with the aloha. There we um, go. Sweet. He's a super soul. So, guys, if you want to connect, again, reminder, if you want to connect with uh, that super soul or any of the other super souls in this broadcast, be sure to check the show notes, and we'll have those there. And, again, the show notes will either be in the YouTube uh, but also on the main website for this episode for Paradigm Shift Destiny School Health and Fitness. But specifically for Kevin, you can check him out at facebook.com forward slash philo flows. So it's P-H as in philosophy, I-L-O and then flows, F-L-O-W-S. And um, yeah, or you can look up Kevin May, which will probably bring up like a thousand results. But yeah, either way you can find the show notes and uh, definitely connect with him. He's a awesome, awesome inspirational human being helping, as we all are doing, you know, like helping inspire all of us to, to shine that light from within. So super epic stuff. All right, guys, um, just to give a little bit of facilitation to this talking circle, let's not go past 1.30 a.m. Um, we're going to put a cap on that. So that gives us no more than 45 minutes to make the most of this time that we got. And hey, if we end it early, that's totally cool. Um, I'd like to still end... Uh, no, not necessarily. I was going to say if we wanted to do a tarot draw for, for this episode, um, maybe we'll see. But otherwise, we'll save that for the future. Um, just taking this moment here to actually go over just a couple of community updates uh, coming up. The upcoming broadcast that we have for the coming uh, week will be the Paradigm Shift Dream Class, and that will be on Tuesday. Every other Tuesday we have that, so that's on June 14th. And then after that, that will be the meeting on Thursday, which is the Paradigm Shift Admin Meeting. Um, and again, you know, the Dream Meeting is when we talk about lucid dreaming, astral projection, dream exploration. It's a recurring class. This will be our fourth class that we've had this mm -hmm. now, and definitely go back and check out the mm -hmm. past episodes if you have not seen those yet. And so then we have the, that's on Tuesday at 9 p.m. EST, show up earlier than that if you're looking to participate. And then the admin meeting on Thursday, and sorry, dream class on Tuesday, admin meeting on Thursday, and that's where we're talking specifically about the, the, the admins who are people who are helping create the conscious communities, the paradigm shift communities, or whatever they're calling them across the world. And we talk about the tricks and the tactics and the strategies behind how we do that and how we can reach out into our community and plant conscious seeds. So there's some really inspirational stuff that comes out of those conversations. Uh, beyond that, there will be a, a full moon meditation, but I have haven't set the date for that yet. The actual full moon is on the day before the solstice, which is on June 20th, and um, that is on the Monday, I believe. And uh, stay tuned for the specifics on that because that will 
yeah, I just got to decide whether we're going to be doing it on the Sunday or the Monday or whatever day, but that will be coming up and that will be another full moon guided journey meditation and uh, that one will be pretty cool, be another chance for us to journey into the elf zone, as we say. And then uh, beyond that, I'm actually going to be going to a transformational festival uh, shortly after that, the Ohm Festival. If anybody is in Ontario, uh, look it up. It's the Ohm Solstice Reunion Festival. It's a beautiful festival and I'm looking forward to coming back from that and, and sharing with you more of the inspiration that uh, that comes out of those experiences that we have there. And um, again, just reminding you guys that if you're a fan of the show, if you enjoy it and you want to continue to help support it and see more people benefit from it, knowing that this, this, this space that we're creating and the messages that we're getting out there are helping make a difference in the world simply by inspiring us and encouraging us to choose to be the change that we wish to see, then one of the great ways that you can continue to support the project is through the team Patreon, and that's at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton. And so through there, you can sign up for as little as $3 a month and get as many shifter as get as many shift buttons as you ask for as part of the shifter booster kit which is the I have raw button that I'm holding on to here and those again are tools that we use to hack the matrix to unlock our superpower abilities of planting new seeds and creating new timelines and helping connect people with this awesome community project this real world game to help shift consciousness and uh, with that we are constantly working towards milestones and right now we're working towards our milestone of 500 uh, just to give a little bit of FYI I explain this in another video but uh, some of you will remember tuning in the past that we were working towards 500 previously and we did reach it but then it dropped down below that because when the payments go through at the end of the month sometimes people's cards don't go through so that's why like the numbers are going to fluctuate but definitely sign up for that when you can and those those funds continue to go towards supporting the community as well as evolving it and giving and growing the platform so that we can continue to feature community content. And so that can either be found, again, patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton or paradigmshessential.com forward slash donate. And again, it's greatly appreciated and that will also give you access to videos before they are released online, uh, some of the videos at least, and uh, definitely check out more things, and thank you again to all the people signed up and supporting that for, for helping make this community possible. Thank you so much. And um, in addition to that, I just want to encourage you guys to take the time to explore the website and check out what's new. Check out the new quest journals from people in the community. There's some really cool ones that have gone up there. Uh, one of them from our buddy Mo, in, uh, he's traveling Europe right now and he's been documenting it and he's been creating little video logs of his journeys and finding a new way of life and it's a really inspirational thing that I encourage you to check out. Um, check out Brianna has some new videos. There's like one that she's got about like why she doesn't shave her legs and things like that so like really empowering inspiring stuff and um, yeah there's some great poetry that's been going up and I really just encourage you know po not just poetry but there's some great quest journal entries that are going up and I really encourage people to continue to uh, continue to use that space to practice documenting your spiritual journey and we continue to help archive it and, and share your content with a global audience as well so this project is constantly evolving and the last thing I'll just mention right here check out the team map if you haven't yet on the main website uh, again you can go to live.paradigmsessential.com forward slash map or up in the top you can see the button for team map check that out I am updating it and that's going to be something we'll be talking about in the admin hangout but you can use that to see which shifters are near you so there's some very exciting stuff there and uh, again if you have any questions just please feel free to connect with me directly through Facebook at facebook.com forward slash skull babylon and again you can subscribe to the YouTube at youtube.com forward slash skull babylon 
for this recording and any recordings in the future. And of course, share this and any other broadcast with your friends and continue to ripple the waves out there. So that's the basis on the community news. And again, thank you so much for everyone for, for being a part of this and making it possible. So it's a week to week and it's exciting to see this project evolving. And, you know, we are making this, this show gets heard by like at least, you know, like it's, it's growing its audience. But it, this this recording will be heard by like over a thousand people. And, and those people get the inspiration from it and continue to like align themselves with more of who they can be and then ripples create waves. So thank you so much to everyone for being those ripples and being those waves. Much love. So um, let's uh, let's continue to move through this uh, broadcast uh, as we um, get close to wrapping it up, uh, hitting upon the topic of fitness. Um, again, I wanted to talk about some of like the... Uh, the the Jedi training that I was talking about and, and just like the aspects of that but before we do that I'm just going to open up the mic and um, allow anybody else now that the room's getting a little bit smaller we still have Andreas, Kat, Roman and Michael and myself Brendan so let's uh let's see what who, who would like to jump in first related to the topic of fitness again you know practical tips ideas suggestions Michael go ahead oh have I shared that much as far as this topic goes no you can go go ahead by all means. Oh, okay. Um, well, I think... And sorry, just try and talk louder. You're just... Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I have my fan on. Oh, I don't think that makes too much of a difference, actually, but... Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, just as long as you talk loud, and yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, well, I think at least in, in certain communities, especially, uh, you know, like the uh, spiritual community, I think one of the things that is forgotten about is... Uh, the importance of the body. I mean, some people think it's like, you know, it's not important or it's stupid. I've heard that before. And, uh, uh, I mean, everything everything comes from, um, I mean, you know, it's mind, body, and spirit. But it's like uh, you can't be kind of like too much to the side of as either one. It, it kind of has to work in conjunction, you know. Um, but... What I, I did want to say is, uh, I think at least on my path, it's interesting that we mentioned uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, I've tried to kind of be a, an example, the most that I can. You know, I'm, I'm no Bruce Lee, but of that philosophy. And I think one of those things that is uh, something that I think you can see when you watch his videos and stuff like that. Um, he was very into philosophy, um, and he brought that into martial arts. But one of the most important things that he says, besides, you know, his realization of, you know, I don't believe in styles anymore, is, um, like, it comes from a certain amount of willpower within, you know, to... You know, they call it like the energy. It's it's something within you that like you kind of have to draw from and, and tap into. And um, the I, I think that you experience that sometimes. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. It could be swimming. It could be practicing martial arts. It could be, you know basketball or whatever it is but it, it's it's kind of a point where it's usually at some point of frustration or whatever and you just this you-ness this um, 
I guess you could say spirit. It's this will that comes out of you that just, you know, it, it's like it activates this potential within you. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the, the spirit itself is, it has like its own generating pulse to, to motivate us, it seems, and, and how can we tap into that? How can we tap into that divine spark, that divine inspiration? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's really... Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, go ahead. Yep. Well, I was going to say, so throughout my journey, I mean, there's there's lots of things to do, various paths to take. But I think one of the things in my journey has been to tap into the, I, I use a lot of, you know, I, I'm a big anime fan. So uh, you see in a lot of animes, especially, you know, like uh, Dragon Ball, even like things like uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and stuff like that. Uh, there's always this power that, you know, they tap into that helps them out when, uh, you know, things hit the fan, you know, and it usually saves the day or it s solves the problem or the situation. And I think that along my journey, that's really been something that I believe in and that I've been trying to tap into as much as I can. And I believe if I can do it, then, you know, probably other people can as well. So that's kind of been a big thing of mine is trying to find that whatever that is, that power, and tap into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, fitness and, and exercises is a great way to tap into that when we sort of push ourselves beyond what we perceive to be our limits and our expectations, and, you know, we, we realize we're, we're capable of doing something that we thought to be previously impossible, so to speak. Um, this is where, like, the philosophy of what I've learned, like, doing, like, parkour uh, really helped me over the years. Like, even at a young age, the concept of parkour helped me dissolve um, aspects of fear uh, within my life, like within the practice of parkour, but also within like other things. Because, you know, it was this idea of, um, uh, you know, if I'm like jumping from a gap to a gap, there's a part of me that's going to doubt it. But there's like this idea, and this actually goes back to like a Don Juan book, where there's like, um, and I've mentioned this before in a broadcast way, way back in the day, but it's just a neat little story where um, it's like Don Juan, the character of Don Juan and Carlos Castaneda, you know, these two characters, one of them sort of like a teacher and the other one's like a student, and they're standing at the bottom of like a river, and up on the top there's like a cliff, a waterfall, and then they see like another sort of shaman character, and the shaman character is like jumping from rock to rock to rock and doing it in a way that looks to be impossible. And uh, the student, he's just like, how is he doing that? And, you know, and, and the teacher, he's just like, look, like, see, see, you know? And, and he's just like, okay, I am looking. And he's like, no, you're looking, but you're not seeing. And he, and then he's like, if you, if you see what's actually happening, what he's actually doing, the, the, the shaman who was jumping from rock to rock, like, the reason why he wasn't falling um, is because he was sort of tapping into, like, an etheric nature of his body where he was actually, like, projecting parts of himself onto the rock before he would actually jump. So almost like tentacles, you know, we sort of, like, project tentacles out of our body, tendrils, uh, like octopus hands or something like that, you know, and, and they land on the rock and then the, and then 
through there, he's like already connected to it. And then he jumps and he trusts and he flows and he moves through it sort of thing. And so for me, I, I brought this concept into, into my parkour and it was a lot to do with like using parkour as an opportunity to like practice my visualization and my imagination and, and, and seeing things before I would actually do them. And then when it came time to do them, it would just be a process of getting out of my own way sort of thing like and yes it comes with practice and it comes with experience and everything but like that is like a huge thing within our potential is like being able to silence the part of ourself that prevents us for that like hides that potential from us it seems you know we are intuitively capable of incredible cognitive abilities and again this is where the Jedi training is, is, is teaching me this too um, I'll just explain the Jedi training because I haven't fully explained it, and I know I've mentioned it like a bunch and a bunch and a bunch of times, um, one of the key things that I'm doing with the Jedi training is using a tool called a Jedi Ball, and this is something that I invite everyone who's listening to this, who's looking for a fun way to work out, to try doing this. Basically, literally, like, all it is, as simple as it is, it is a tennis ball, a regular tennis ball, and you cut a small hole in it, and then you take a rope, a decent rope, that's about like six or seven feet long, and then you like tie a, a knot on the end of the rope, and you shove it into the tennis ball. And then you put on some tape on that, just to like secure it, and you know, add a little extra girth to the knot, so that it won't fall out. So you literally just have a tennis ball on a rope. But like through this, I've, I've you've been using it. For the, like over like a couple months now to be able to train myself in some really exciting cognitive ways and so I mean one of the ways is literally just like holding the rope with two hands and you're spinning it and then you toss it and then you pull it back and then you're catching it with your hand and so it becomes like this target training game where you know normally you would need like two people and you would need someone to throw a ball back and forth this sort of eliminates the need for a second person and you can really get creative with it when you start like tossing the ball away from you pulling it back and, and understanding like the dynamics and the speed and the angles and the positions and you can and you can spin it in any way you know it's basically like a rope dart but you can get really creative with it and then like one of the things that I was actually doing is using this while running so I would have this like ball on a rope and I'd be running and I'd be spinning it back and forth and then I would literally be like taking it swinging it chucking it in the air and then sprinting after it and catching it again and so this was like an exercise that I was doing and then this actually evolved into um, essentially what is now the beginning of a sport called Jedi Ball um, which, you know same as the, 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 the tool itself and the sports called Jedi Ball but it basically is like playing on like a soccer field and you're using this tool like the Jedi Ball and you're trying to like hit the posts on the net but like the way how you pass it and the way how you move it it's like so dynamic and such a exciting thing for me to do and, and I don't and I can practice it without needing somebody else there to practice it with me so literally like my exercise right now is literally I go to like the soccer fields and I just run back and forth taking the Jedi ball and I toss it up in the air and I run and I chase after it and I catch it and then I like t practice hitting the post with it which is like super hard because there's like a million and one different ways to throw it and one thing that I've actually implemented is actually like tricking moves into it like gymnastics moves where I'll actually do like a spin kick that turns into a throw and so it's like really cool because like I feel at as I get more people to play this, this sport has like this really interesting dynamic to it. That's like a cognitive. It, it, it involves like a, a level of cognitive reflex that that is just like really unique and exciting and fun for the body. Um, so I mean, you know, again, you know, I encourage people to create a Jedi ball and to practice using that. But again, you know, like with 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 exercise, like it's fun when we can bring excitement into. It. And I feel sports are a good way of doing that. Creating little games with yourself, you know, like creating targets for yourself to hit. Um, even just like taking a tennis ball and throwing it at a wall over and over and over again, but then like 
making this into a fun thing for you and adding you know a soundtrack to it so like do it go go like pace yourself and and go for like the duration of a song you know choose a song that you're really into and then use that song to like guide you and then you can take breaks like that's an important thing with working out is actually regimenting when you take breaks because like if you're just like go until you're dead then you're probably gonna like deteriorate you're gonna finish your workout sooner whereas if you like go start to feel a little bit tired take a break you know literally just one minute you can do some stretches in that time period and then keep going and then for me this really helps me with my endurance and I feel like with my workouts, I literally feel like I can keep going. Like I only stop just because it's like a matter of time. And another thing, just sharing with like my rec my workout routine. So what I'll do is like I'll go into the woods, I'll meditate for a bit, I'll play with my Jedi ball in the woods, and then I go out to a field and then I'm throwing it around and like running back and forth and then like doing things. But specifically, I'm doing this during the period of sunset. So like I actually incorporate sun gazing into my workout. So you know I like I would go, I would do, and I would take a break, and then I would like literally sun gaze like while the sun is there. And that's like a health and fitness thing in itself too. The the, the practice of sun gazing, which again you know for those who aren't familiar, it's the idea of like looking into the sun, which is something you're not supposed to do. But if the sun's close to the horizon, you can do it in a safe way. You know obviously just be mindful of it. And then you get into the idea of if you're barefoot and you're doing this, it's like literally creating this energy circuit. And and this can be like very nurturing for the body and the spirit and the mind um, and again you know it's just something that, that I encourage you to, to connect with and it can really bring like an extra level and texture into your workout that can actually like make it really enjoyable so it's not just like oh dang I have to go work out it's like oh yes I get to like run around in a field while sun gazing and playing Jedi ball like it gets, it gets really exciting while listening to like awesome music or something like that right so I mean find the creative ways to make a workout and an exercise fun for you and, and the exciting thing with working with something like Jedi ball is that I've been able to notice the progression I've been able to notice myself getting better with it like I've noticed my cognitive abilities have increased and that's like you know like the neuroplasticity of the mind and the brain and you actually notice that you you, be, you feel your reflexes changing and then going back to what Michael was talking about and what we were talking about you know like this inspiration this like spark um, I, I find that it, again you know like it, what I was saying with the parkour it's about getting out of your own way I find like with the Jedi ball it really is like this intuitive flow thing and, and you notice like your hands know where to go your, your your movement is sort of like preordained so to speak and then you can actually like align yourself with that and and even bringing in the concept that you exist beyond the present moment I think is a really exciting idea too to like think about you know you're not just like right here in the present but like the future part of you actually knows like what angle the ball's coming from and then it's just a matter of listening and you put your hand out there and you find yourself catching it and then another Jedi move that you can do is like practice throwing a ball and catching it with your eyes closed sort of thing so you can get into like you know I use the term Jedi because it, it relates to like concepts of the force which is like metaphysical concept of connection to everything and, and you know like psychic abilities and stuff so bringing in concepts of that into your training uh, is really exciting and there's obviously more to talk on that but um, we'll pass it over to Kat since uh, that's awesome that's yeah um, cool word man um, so Kat funny. did you want to or Michael did you want to say something and Kat I know you want to say something too or? yeah Michael go first oh okay well thank you um, well, I think like um, I think that is excellent, and I think that as far as within, um, you guys hear me okay? Yep. Within uh, the spiritual community, metaphysics, where everything is going, I think uh, what's important is uh, I think what we are talking about is uh, evolution, in in a ways, and doing things that can. Uh, 
potentially uh, help us. Uh, well, I mean, of course, for the betterment of our selves, but uh, that we can evolve in uh, by practicing different uh, uh, cognitive exercises and all these uh, certain things. Uh, no disrespect to the monkeys or anything, but I just, I, I really believe that uh, human beings are uh, quite, quite unique, you know, and, uh, and it seems like the power is in our hands right now. So, well, and also I, I really like dolphins too, but um, yeah. And dolphins can evolve as well, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll definitely talk about dolphins some more on a future episode. <laughs> a whole mystery school just on dolphins, I swear to God. And we'll, we we'll, we'll, we'll channel <laughs> we'll we'll channel some of them into the broadcast as well. Um such yeah. <laughs> Kat, did you uh want to add into that? And thanks, Michael. Or anything you want yeah. to add? I kind of uh going off on what you were saying about um about just being dynamic with your workouts and, and trying different things. Like never becoming too fixed in your movement patterns is really, really crucial. And just like, yeah, keeping it light and keeping it fun. Like the first type of exercise I ever started doing that I would never even consider exercise was when I was like a kid. And that's something probably that we're all doing is we're just moving and playing in the park. We're dancing, we're singing, we're laughing. Um, dance is a huge aspect of my life up until I was about – 15, I'd say, and then I stopped doing it competitively. Um, but I still get so much fulfillment and so much joy out of it, and it's because it's, like, so loose and so playful, and you just – it's so easy to get into. Like, everyone loves music, and so you're able to just really let loose and let go and just crank up an awesome song and go at it. Um, and, you know, there's sometimes where I even try to experiment with, like, different movement patterns within my dance because I've only been trained in, like, three, three styles mainly. So um, it's it's really cool with what's out there now. You can like literally look up anything on YouTube, anything on the internet, and be able to teach yourself new ways to move, and that's that's amazing. Um, using the elements is, is really cool too. Like I haven't done a lot of sun gazing, but after hearing that, I actually do want to try it because I live right near a really nice park, and um, I'm outside there quite often. But I feel like sun gazing is a really good thing to add into it, just because it's like a way of like restoring your energy or, or not necessarily restoring your energy but like accumulating more energy to use for later um i kind of lost what i was going to say but i guess if anything i'll come back to it dance dance and dance and stuff was it, yeah was it about dance well not entirely i can't remember <laughs> okay All right. uh, yeah i guess it'll come to me if anything but. word word mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, how, again, you know, bringing the concept of play into, into exercise, I think, is so important. Um, just, it's so common for people to just be like, oh, exercise is not enjoyable. Um, but people love sports and everything, and they love, like, the games. So, you know, gamify it. Turn it into a game, yet at the same time, like, don't turn it into a game at all. Just turn it into, like, a form of free expression and, and acknowledge, like, what it feels like for you to do that. You know, like, let loose, dance. Like, just allow yourself to do that. And, and again, you know, like, for people who are, like, 
into experiences and visceral experiences. I mentioned this before, but if, if you're looking for like a psychedelic experience, one way to do that is like literally like run, do a bunch of running, work up a good like heartbeat and, heartbeat and breath and everything like that, and then just like lie on the grass and look in the clouds like while you're still in that state. And it can be like a very psychedelic experience and just allow your eyes to relax and you'll like begin to like see patterns in the sky and everything. You might like see like the, the psychedelic grid in the sky, um, which, you know, mm -hmm. it's just... Kat, did you, what, sorry, did you want to jump in, or is your mic just still? Um, no, I'd let you know if anything. I'm not too okay. sure. Um, um, yeah. One thing, I know Roman, got, Roman had to drop out, but he's got some stuff written in the side, and I'm going to read that in a second. And uh, we got about less than 20 minutes left in the broadcast. Um, one thing I was going to say, though, because I think, Michael, you get a kick out of this. One thing that I've actually done within my meditations is... Um, within my meditation slash exercise is I, I'll do this in a forest and like I'll do like an exercise where like I'm sort of like doing like Tai Chi like imagining this energy ball in my hand and moving around and dancing and doing things like that but then I'll actually work in sort of the concept that we've actually done in past global meditations where we're like imagining Dragon Ball Z abilities but instead of just like energy that's destroying it's like energy that's creating love so to speak and so like what I would actually imagine is like when I was in the woods I would like go into a meditation and with my eyes closed I would like visualize like a bubble around myself expanding into the forest and expanding into my community and I would actually since I was in the forest I would actually vocalize like I would actually like do like a little literally like straight out of Dragon Ball Z I would like do like a charge up but it wouldn't just be a charge up it would just be like an expression I would just be like ah, ah, and I would just do it and you know it started off as just me doing it because I'm just like I've never done that before like does that is that doing anything like I have to do it to find out and I felt like you know it was just like really interesting and it really got like some crazy activation sensations running up my spine and so like it was definitely tapping into some energy and then again you know like as my dance was going I was like imagining myself like shooting energy like out into the forest but like also into the world into love and so I mean you know use your imagination when you're working out like augment your reality with your imagination like like literally you know like you can imagine yourself like running around in a field but imagine there's like asteroids falling from the sky and you're like dodging and like weaving and there's like ninjas throwing stars at you and you're just like blah 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 like it's it's up to you right so you can play around with it it's mental and and physical as well um michael go ahead that. well you can well <laughs> this is one thing i mean i'm sure other people do it as well um but i've used it in my life is that i use a lot of anime um references to help me I mean when, when I say that I mean in a, it could be in a in a dream sense it could be when I'm going to college sense and I'm like man I really don't understand these equations all right Gail can you know like using it in different parts where it's required or using certain things like say the concept, say like the sensu bean or something, you know, in in the show you would take one of those and you would feel this uh, this sense of uh, revitalization. You would feel uh, restored in a way. Your energy is back up. So you know, taking these concepts and using them in ways that can be helpful in your life. And I mean, it doesn't have to be just Dragon Ball, but different animes, different um, science fiction. Uh, shows and stuff. I think it's really interesting to be able to use these um, because I think science fiction is about the science of the future. And uh, when you can kind of get a handle on some of those certain things, uh, it can really be uh, helpful uh, 
you know, when you need certain things. And really cool ideas uh, as well. So. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, like I, I wonder how many people just, yeah, anime is just as a source for inspiration and stuff like that. What would Goku do or something? Or whoever yeah, yeah. About sort of thing. Um, yeah, and like that's like, you're right, yeah, like, you know, with some of the training and stuff like that, you can like almost like imagine yourself like doing it as like Saiyan training, which I know a buddy, like literally, he, he, he calls his training Saiyan training. And his is like intense. Like he does like crazy stuff. Like he'll do like, like 500 push-ups in a row or something like that. Like he's wow. next level like pretty impressive um but yeah you know like again like I, I just really encourage people to get creative get 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 bring the joy bring the excitement into into your exercise and really honor your body you know like you don't have to you don't have to do it in a way that's going to like cause you discomfort like there's there's a difference between like like pain and discomfort so I mean you so you, you may feel discomfort but again like that's like your body sort of like pushing through barriers but just, just like be very mindful Absolutely, and uh, just listen to your body and take breaks uh, even more so than you need to if, if that's how uh, you feel is appropriate for you. Um, and so, I mean, you know, again, like with the health and fitness thing, like there, there's a lot to talk about uh, on, on this topic, and, and I think it is something that will continue to come up within the community. Um, and Can I recommend even, some books? Sure, yeah. Or, or let, me, let me just say one thing real quick. Um, I was going to say, you know, again, like the idea, one thing, this is from my personal experience, one way that I found to get more like enjoyment and looking forward to working out is uh, I have, I'm fortunate enough to have like an elliptical training in my basement in my house. And what I would actually do is like I would play video games while on the elliptical trainer. And that's like, you know, like I, I, I barely play video games anymore and the only time I do is when I'm working out. So I sort of program my mind to be like, I look forward to working out because I also look forward to the video games too. So I play games like Resident Evil 4 while working out in mercenary mode. For those of you who know that game, that's like pretty intense. So I'm like running on the elliptical trainer while like running from zombies and like, and again, it's like developing multiple multiple degrees of focus and everything. And and what's really interesting is that I've noticed, and, and I really love playing racing games. Uh, Extreme G Racing is another favorite of mine. And what I actually noticed is that when we, we realize that with exercise, it's really interesting to observe how your placement of focus alters your ability to perform in that moment. And what I mean by this is that when I'm on the elliptical and I'm focused on my video game, I like don't really get distracted with the idea of how I'm feeling in the moment moment by running really, really far, really, really fast. Whereas if I'm not playing a video game and I'm just thinking about my body, it's easier for me to be like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this. But when I'm like having something to focus on in front of me, like my, I, I sort of like not disconnect myself from my body, but I sort of like transcend my, my noise that my body's making that's trying to stop me in that moment. And then next thing you know, it's been like half an hour and I'm just like, holy crap, you know, like how did I even do that? So you can sort of do that. You can sort of tr like find these little hacks within ways of working out that will allow you to go further and allow you to go farther. Um, I did want to mention something about space light before this broadcast ends, but I'll, I'll do that in a bit because that has to relate to endurance and my own experience with that. But Andreas, I want to pass it over to you. Go ahead. Try it again. Just try unmuting yourself. I think you gotta you had it figured out before, so we'll just give you a second there. So Andreas is actually he's a he's a buddy from from London. So um, if you need to, maybe like try like leaving and rejoining, but you should be able to. I can't unmute you. I can only mute you. So try 
no, it's not working now. So I'll just I'll just rip lip read everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah, try go ahead, try leaving and joining, and we'll see. Um, okay, so uh, what I just wanted to take this moment here is just read a little bit from what uh, Roman left in the chat before he had to head out. But he said, "I'll leave this here, my footprint here for tonight. Research your own experience. Absorb. Oh, hold on. Research your own experience." Absorb what is useful, reject what is not useful, what is not, and add what is essentially your own. Okay, I'm going to read that again. Research your own experience, absorb what is useful, reject what is not, and add what is essentially your own. And then he, I'm just literally That's reading Bruce what he wrote. Is that Bruce Lee? Nice. Yeah. So then he, he continues to write here, he says, and you guys can recite this... Um, Okay, I'll, I'll save that, or let me just read this real quick, and then I'm going to pass it over to Andres, so just to share with what Roman said. And he says, and you guys can recite this like I meant to, but it's called The Taoist Priest. So this is a quote from The Taoist Priest. Into a soul absolutely free from thoughts and emotion, even a tiger finds no room to insert its fierce claws. One and the same breeze passes over the pines of the mountain and the oak trees in the valley. And why do they give different notes? No thinking, no reflecting, perfect emptiness. Yet therein moves, following thoughts, or, oh, hold on, following its own course. The eye sees it, but no hand can take hold of it. The moon in the streams, clouds and mist, they are midair transformations. Above them eternally shine the sun and the moon. Victory is for the one, even before combat. Ooh, I like that. Victory is for the one, even before combat, who has no thought of himself, abiding into the no-mindedness of great origin. No-mindedness of great origin. Cool, cool. So thanks, Roman, for, for passing that on. And uh, I know Roman had some other things that he wanted to share, but we'll definitely get him on here again. So I'm um, passing it over to Andreas. So Andreas, go, go ahead. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we can. Okay, that's good, that's good. Well, it's been a pleasure listening to everybody and just kind of sitting back and cooking and listening to people, so it was good. I'm more of a listener than a speaker, but uh, one thing I like to do, yeah, this guy likes to speak. One thing I like to do is, uh, hey everybody, one thing I like to do in the morning is go through a record on my record player. If it's, I love hip-hop, so I'll throw some Wu-Tang or Dr. Dre or Ice Cube on or whatever. And uh, I have my weight sitting right there, right beside my parrot cages and everything. So as soon as I put my music on, my parrots see me lift those weights up, they go nuts, and then I just start lifting to the beat. And it's a good way to start the day. It's a good way to start the day. So That's good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, you know, using music as as an ally within your workout is huge because you know music can activate dopamines, it can activate emotions, it can bring you into like the experience of of, of doing it like in a very epic way. You know, like it's it's really fun to do that. Um, one thing that I actually found was really interesting is that I, I mentioned this in the past broadcast, but when I was working out one time, and this was like parallel to uh, me like cultivating my, my sexual energy as well, um, I was tapping into this flow where like I was like freestyling while working out. So it was like this multi-process workout where I was like working on my body, but then I was like actually working on you know, my freestyle, my flow tree. And so like I was like running and I was just like channeling and I was just like allowing it to come through me, but it was like coming through with such ease and I was actually like amazed 
at like my ability to do this. And I was like, I was like, wow, I've never done this before. This is really exciting. So, um, yeah, it, and and just like music, creating music, listening to music, it's it's a great way to to be able to motivate, uh, to be able to motivate us. You know, I I, I think it's. It's exciting, you know. You can you can get like a flavor. You can develop like a flavor for your workout, and that flavor can be can be sort of governed by your music, you know. And maybe you only have like a certain type of music that you only listen to when you work out, if that makes sense, you know. Like maybe you only listen to like drum and bass when you work out, or listen to psytrance when you work out, or something like that. Psytrance is a life hack, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so it's about one twenty-three a.m. right now, so um, we're getting close to wrapping up this broadcast. Uh, just overthinking here as to like any other practical tips that, that we want to just leave with people. Um, isometric training is one thing that you can uh, try working with. So isometric training is a form of um, working out where I'll give you an example. Say if you have like a towel, um, isometric training is when you like hold single positions uh, and, and, and it engages the muscle at like a very high concentrated level that in some ways I feel benefits. Uh, the, it makes the workout like more beneficial opposed to just like doing like dumbbell curls a heck of a lot. But what you can actually do is um, you can do like a, an example of like a plyometric or sorry an isometric workout would be something like holding plank and, and like holding it and just keeping that static position. Um, another one would be, um, like I said, you like take a towel or a shirt and you hold it out in front of you. So I mean people watching the video, you like hold it out in front of you like this and then you have it in your hands and then you just like pull apart and then you just like increase the resistance or so it's like pull in opposite direction like 70% and then pull 80% and then 90% and then 100% and you're fully engaging your triceps and then you're just like holding that and then you literally hold that for theoretically like up to five minutes would be godlike but what you'll notice is that within the first 30 seconds you'll just be like oh my god this is incredibly difficult and then one minute may seem impossible but then if you repeat this process you'll actually be able to like get up there to like five minutes and things like that um, a, a good ab exercise workout that I'll just pass on to you guys one that I find really good because I mean you know people can do crunches and like leg lifts and everything and that's great like seriously it is great it all works um, one thing is uh, that I found, and this is an isometric ab training exercise, is what you can do, you can lie on your back, so visualize this, lie on your back, and then you have your, your knees up and your legs bent, so you're just lying on your back with your knees up, and then what you do is you take your elbows, and you put your elbows into the top of your knees, and then you just lift your head up a little bit, and then you're pushing your pressure of your knees into, your of your elbows into your knees. So this is another isometric training, and, and, and if you're imagining that, it's like kind of like you're, you're at the top of a crunch, but again, it's with the elbows into the top of the knees, and then you're just holding that, and literally, again, if you can hold that for like 30 seconds, a minute, and eventually five minutes, it's crazy, because like you just hold that, and you'll feel like your abs like activate like super quick. So these are exercises that I like to do sort of between my workout. Like as part of my workout, when I'm doing like Jedi training, so I'll like run, and then I'll stop, and then I'll like lie down and do abs for a bit, and that's like one of the exercises that I do. So um, yeah, just uh, look look more into isometric training if that's something that's interests you. Oh, and okay, the space light thing. I'll, I'll mention that here. So um, space light. If anybody's interested in this, just send me a message because I can give you more information about it later on. Um, and again, facebook.com forward slash skull Babylon. Space light is a thing that I was introduced to when I went to Vancouver back in 2009, and it was a thing that my buddy Joe created. Um, or at least he engineered it through his like hacking science me methods, and basically it is a form of pi uh, potassium bicarbonate that is able to dilute in water, 
So it's a solution for being able to get potassium into your diet like super effectively. And it's like high concentrated. Mm -hmm. So so simply by doing that, it um, you sort of a lot of people have a hard time getting potassium into their diet. And again, potassium is related to like balancing out pH levels is what we were talking about earlier to bring like more alkalinity into your overall body. So you want to have a balanced pH level. You know, if it's too acidic, your body's gonna like deteriorate and you're gonna have like lactic muscle buildup and everything like that. And it just won't be able to heal itself in the same way and recover in the same way. Um, this is basically just like a white powder and I actually have some next to my computer um, and I've been using this for like years now and I, and, and I recommend it through my own experience but it, you can see it here, it's just like a white powder. It's like highly concentrated and basically you just dilute it in water so you take like a little, tea ca a little cap of this and it goes in two liters of water and it's basically like a, one simple way of thinking about it is like it's a replacement for essentially what you would um, want to get out of a sports drink, like a Gatorade. So this like has like the electrolytes in it that Gatorade and, and, and Powerade are, are like wanting you to get, but those drinks have like an incredible amount of sugar that isn't needed. So, so a lot of people are just like, you know, like I want to get a sports drink, but I don't want the sugar. What the hell do I drink? And there are alternatives out there. Um, but this one is definitely something that I have gained uh, personal benefits from and again like it's 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 just like part of an overall healthy diet and it, and, it, and it helps like sort of for people who have been like sort of living in the Babylon lifestyle and maybe they've been drinking a lot of pop and maybe they've been eating a lot of acidic foods um, space light is a great way to be able to help make the transition into a more like healthy lifestyle and it helps you like activate into more of your potential uh, but it, you still need to like do the work and everything like that so again, it helps you balance your pH levels. All you do is just dilute it in water. You can have it with a two liter before and after you work out and you only need it like once a day if that's how often you use it. I usually only use it when I work out. But the best thing that I've gotten out of this is like because of the, the way how it like helps um, balance your pH levels is that it prevents acidic buildup within the muscles and that's where you get like your muscle burn. So a lot of people when they're running and everything like that they get muscle burn and they're and that's actually what causes them to stop because it's just like they, you know it's really hard. And then what I've actually noticed is that like my endurance like is awesome. Like I, seriously like I can like, like like I said I can like go for like a workout for like an hour and stuff like running and I can still feel like I could keep going. Like I only just stop because of time-wise, and 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 that's because like I don't have the lactic acid as well. Um, so again, this is something that, in terms of health and fitness-wise, it's like really off. It's it's literally off the radar. Like it's under the radar. Like this is not like FDA approved. This is like some like stealth biotechnology. And you know, if you're hearing about it here, then like that's awesome because you probably would not hear about it anywhere else and I don't honestly promote it too much within the community um, but again if it is something that you're interested in just send me a personal message and uh, like a small thing like this is worth about twenty dollars but this will last you like two months so it's like a really great investment and again you know if you're looking for an alternative sports drink if you're looking to get like pH level if you're looking to balance out your pH levels and get potassium into your diet like this is an awesome way and again if you're seriously like if there are people in your life who have like arthritis and cancer pains and literally perhaps even have cancer like this has been something that like people with cancer have actually used to be able to like help them within their transition back into a balanced lifestyle and that was actually the inspiration behind why Joe created it because his friend like was actually like dying from cancer and he was sick and tired of like the fact that the the hospital was feeding him nothing but sugar and that's like a common thing that you see like in institutions which is like ridiculous right like these people 
like are like dying and they're just like feeding the the like the their body environment with like more sugar that like the 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 you know just like all the crap that's just like not going to help it in any way so um that was like his alternative he's just like you know he's like screw the system there's got to be a better way how do we get you know and then he figured out about pH levels and then he understood about potassium and then this again you know through the form of it being potassium bicarbonate uh literally like helps reoxygenate the cells uh, from like that molecular level, so it's and, and, and you know it's crystals. Like if you want to look at it from like a spiritual perspective, like yeah, like these are like literally like crystals that you can get into your body. Um, so I mean, there is more to it. And if you want some more information, just send me a message. And if you even want to order some, send me a message. But as myself, as an athlete, I can just like say from my own experience, a lot of people will tell you that it's crazy because it sounds too good to be true. But again, if you're interested, just feel free to to send me a message. So um, I just had to share that because I've benefited from it. It's helped a lot of people, and I want more people to be able to benefit from it. So you guys are my friends, and that's why I'm telling you about it. So that's all. So it's it's, it, it's Space Light. I'll give you the exact website. Space Light, as in L I T E, not G H T. And you can go to spacelight.info. Or you can go to paradigmshiftcentral.com forward slash spacelight, which is the old website. But again, spacelight.info, L-I-T-E-E. And, uh, or just send me a message on Facebook, and, and I'll give you uh, more of the links as well. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I know we're, we're almost at, uh, coming to an end of the broadcast. But for me, that's like a – that's like a – it's like a literally like this like – I want more people to know about this because it, it is like radically effective. So, yeah. I'm always – I'm always up to learning new things to improve my health even more, even though I Word. think I'm up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andreas. I, I mean, if you we're we're in the same city, so you, next time, you know, if you're interested, I'd be happy to like give you even just you know, I can give you one just to get you started and stuff like that. So like, I like doing some crazy stuff. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, crystals that are gonna help me. Why the heck not? <laughs> Science crystals. <laughs> I, oh, little white crystals or something, as you said. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> and uh, I, she's starting to listen to what I have to say. So, and uh, she started making more vegan meals and uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And since she's been going more plant-based and alkalining her diet, she watched the whole Truth About Cancer docu-series. Her lymphoma has stopped. It stopped growing. So... And she's a nurse, so she has her ways. And to rethink your whole mindset of how to do things is kind of big. So I'd like to learn more about that crystallite stuff you have. Space light, yeah. Space light, <laughs> crystallite. It's all in the same. And uh, I was going to say, for people who like want to get um, a little bit more out of it, there's actually one of the first full-length movies that I actually did was actually about when I went to go visit Joe for the second time and, and it's actually like about space light and a lot of people have seen this but a lot of people haven't but if you look up on my YouTube uh, again youtube.com forward slash skull Babylon you can find a movie there called journey to the west and this is actually about like me and Joe on a journey over a period of days and in the in the story there's actually a lot of information about space light so you can get to meet Joe and again you know like if it resonates with you that's all I can say because it won't space resonate light. with everyone but if it resonates with you, you can check it out. And so you can look up look up on YouTube, look up Journey to the West, Skull Babylon. 
um, just because that will narrow it down. Because Journey to the West is like a generic term where that will bring up a lot of stuff. But I'll post a direct link into the live chat right now um, and even into the show notes as well. But yeah, check it out. It's a, it's, it's a fun movie to watch, and it's, it's pretty different. Um, but yeah, so again, Journey to the West, Skull Babylon on YouTube, and that, that will bring it up. And again, you can find links through there. Just send me an info because I care about you guys, and like this is like... Seriously, like this is some next level stuff, and and I don't right now have like I, there's almost like a limited supply of it. So like I want to make sure that this is like something that is like going to people who are going to benefit from it. And like seriously, like this is something that's going to like allow all of us to activate into more of our potential in so many epic ways, along with all of the other amazing like health benefits, uh, other things that we can do to benefit our health as well. Like this isn't the be all end all, but it is an awesome tool to be able to use as well. So. I can definitely vouch for it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Kat, Kat's used it. Um, she does her martial arts and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Okay. It's been good. Like it's it's definitely uh, made a difference in like muscle burnout and um, you know after the workout the next day I wouldn't feel like my muscles were crazy sore, which is really nice. Mm. Um, I have yet to experiment with it, like study in other ways, but I actually don't have some right now. I have it back in Toronto, so I will when I get right. back. Yeah. 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 But then again, he's in Vancouver, so maybe I'll just contact him. That's true. That's true. You could run into yeah. Joe there. Yeah, 604 Joe. Um, yeah, I was just going to say real quick, uh, like the main benefit that I've gotten out of it, the most obvious one, and this is something that it, it's just the most obvious for when you start using it, is the change in muscle burn. Like that, mm -hmm. that is something that you literally notice within the first couple of weeks of doing it. So if you want, if the idea of like better endurance and better athletic performance is something that is like interesting to you, then like this is something that you may be interested in exploring. Um, Michael, did you want to jump? Oh, in? I was just gonna say. Well, you know, Bruce Lee actually they came out with a drink for him that uh, is based off what he used because he studied a lot of things as far as like supplementation and. All kinds of stuff. I mean, he put like raw meat and blenders and stuff. He was drinking and stuff. But he, he experimented with a lot of different ways for things that would work. And uh, I think one of the key ingredients in one of his drinks was actually uh, ginseng, um, which actually in tea, most teas do have you know a certain amount of like caffeine in it. But what ginseng does is it kind of mimics caffeine, but it's not caffeine. It's a really powerful herb. They call it like a, a, a jing, what's it called? I think it's like a jing tonic or something like that. It's good for jing. Sure. Is anybody yeah. familiar with jing? I've, right. I've heard like the benefits of jing. jing, like that type of shit? No, no, jing. Here. Jing, Jing, in which sense? Jing is like a certain type of chi energy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like J I. Yeah, it, it's like um, I mean, it helps with like vitality, libido, that type of thing. But it's like um, it's like a certain. Yeah, it, it's it's like sexual energy. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's like something that you don't want to use too much it's like you can build it up and and kind of uh, charge it kind of thing and you mm. get it from certain herbs and stuff like that so is it the type of 
Yeah. Okay. Um, is it the type of energy that they refer to as, like the initial energy that you get when you when you're born, like before you're born? I can't remember if that's Jane or. No, that that's like a certain, mm. like prana kind of, like a certain Shen? just energy. Yes, yeah, Shen more so. Jing okay. is like it's it's like sexual energy that you can use to like boost performance in certain right. certain type of things like um, transform it in certain ways, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, becoming more aware of like the subtle energies and everything is definitely something that, you know, within like this mystery school that we got going on here, we'll we'll be able to explore a bit more and like that will be a topic for future um paradigm shift destiny schools will be like things specifically related to like energy healing modalities, comprehension of energies and just like energy systems, meridians and and all of those uh fine details uh, as well. Um I will say, guys, uh, I've really appreciated the, the the talk and the conversation that we've we've had going on here. And you know, for everyone listening to this, huge shout out to you guys, uh, especially those of you who are tuned in live. If you are tuned in, either live or in the future, please leave a comment. You know, let us know that you're tuned in. Uh, that's always just wonderful to be able to hear from people and to be able to connect. And if you guys have any feedback, you know, just let us know what you thought of the show and and maybe even what you would like to see more of within it, so that we can continue to co-create together. And um, we are about ready to wrap this up. Um, this is probably like almost like a, yeah, I think this is like over like a four hour broadcast. This might be one of the longest ones that we've done, but we've still got people tuned into it live right now, which is wonderful. You know, this, this is great. So um, again, you know, if you're, if you're hearing this broadcast and you're, and you're kind of new to this project and you're just like, oh my goodness, like what is this? And, and are interested in connecting with more, be sure to check out the main website, paradigmshiftcentral.com. You can even create your profile there, get involved. We'll have, uh, that will actually give you access to like the team hangouts that are offline as well. And we do have a space for that where we have ongoing hangouts offline and not all of them are broadcast. And we do have ongoing broadcasts. And again, you guys can be a part of that and in tune with that. And you can connect with other shifters and even create Paradigm Shift communities where you are. And if you're a conscious media creator, then this gives you a platform to share your story as well. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I just want to give you guys another chance to, uh, is, is there anything else that you guys want to share with the audience before we get ready to, to wrap this up? If you guys want to take a moment to think. Um, well, I was just going to share this other book that I had. Like the cover of it or the entire book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. just, just the cover. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick audio read. Sure, what, what, what do you got, Michael? Bedtime story. <laughs> yeah, because you were you're asking about like um, just recommending books earlier. So. Yeah, any books. yeah, this is just... I only have two Bruce Lee books. Um, but this one is really good. The other one is the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, which I think that other dude was talking about. This one really goes more... Can you guys see that? The Warrior Within, yeah. Yeah, this is um, really good as far as going into, going into the philosophical uh, aspects. Uh, so it talks about... It's kind of the whole, you know, be like water philosophy, but it goes into a bit of um, Taoism, a little bit of Buddhism, but it's all Bruce Lee's uh, ideas. Uh, and it, it's called uh, The Warrior Within the Philosophies of Bruce Lee to better understand the world around you and achieve a rewarding life. 
So it's very practical as far as, you know, life type thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've tried to understand that uh, concept, and it's really just about kind of going with the flow type of thing, trying to learn and adapt to things. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. Yeah, being adaptable is a great ability, you know, within this lifetime. Um, just like, and again, you know, like related to health, related to fitness, related to just like ourselves and our perceptions of the world, definitely. Cool. Um, Andreas, go ahead. Did you want to? Hey, what's up? Thanks, Michael. <laughs> I've actually been reading a book, and let's see here if I can get it here. It's all about health and stuff. It's called Super Immunity. Super immunity. Cool. Like macronutrients, micronutrients, like phytonutrients, like pretty much everything that's in the food we eat and consuming the best possible food we can all the time to get the best possible results all the time. So it's pretty cool. I like it. I'm only like 10 pages in. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Yeah, I love the fact that, like, again, you know, like all of these plants, Plants, all these foods on this planet, like they're all here as allies, and each one of them has like a different way of interacting with our bodies, and and each one of them's got like these like secrets where if we start like listening to them, they'll they'll whisper to us and they'll tell us more about what what they're here to help us with. So, you know, like again, like I feel like it'll be natural for us to do like a specific topics about you know, health and fitness, and again, you know, for anybody listening to this, if you feel inspired to create, like, a, a conscious article or a quest journal relating to some of the topics that we've talked about today, again, to more specifics, you know, even create, a, like, a list of, like, you know, like, five, like, types of nutrients that you should know about that you probably don't yet, or just, like, you know, simple simple tricks and tips that people can really benefit from, I, I would love to be able to ha help create that with you and, and provide it to the community as a informative information so that we can all continue to, again, you know, like, just be become our best self, become like our golden our golden elf and really just rock it right here and right now. Um, yeah, like, you know, like we didn't talk, like is reishi mushroom was something that came to mind earlier. No, like reishi just, mushrooms are really good. Yeah, reishi mushrooms, if you don't know about those, check those out, like mushroom immortality and stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, just like all these Eastern stories of like people who like lived for like hundreds and hundreds of years and what was their secret and stuff. So we'll definitely yeah, explore more of that in the future. Andres, go ahead. I'm planning on about 115. I think I can do that's that. That's what you're going for? Yeah. That's realistic. <laughs> I think so. 115. If I happen to live to 130, that's cool too. But, you know, I think yeah. I'm going to go 115. <laughs> 115 and 145 with augmented cybernetic enhancements. That's. I hope I at least make it to level 100. Like at least. <laughs> level 100 is... I'm satisfied with that. For sure. <laughs> no, people are like, well, don't, don't forget about the honey. The honey. Honey, the honey is important. Because yeah. the honey is like... Honey. Have you guys been talking about honey? We were talking about it earlier. We did talk about it. It did come Briefly, up. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like proof, you know, that... I mean, there, there of course, you know, there's a process with everything, um, you know, nature provides and that type of thing. But this is the thing that, you know, a community of bees work their ass off to produce, you know, just a little bit of honey that could last, I don't know how long. And it's so easy to, uh, you know, to taste and digest and all that good stuff. So it's like, um, 
They can't forget the honey. Mm-hmm. Totally. Something about honey. I was watching something on YouTube, uh, a, ta- a speaker about superfoods, and they said that they found honey in the pyramids. It was still perfect. Oh. I remember hearing that. Like it's not Yeah. But there's wisdom. There's wisdom in Winnie the Pooh. There's even this thing called, they're calling it the Tao of Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you see him going up every morning, just like, you know, getting his honey, you know, out of the honey tree. But I mean, there's, there's so many nutrients. There's so many um, benefits of honey. Um, and it's something that bees work together to get to us. So, I mean, it's proof that, you know, uh, nature provides or earth provides in the ways it best can. Just human beings, you know, kind of make things, make a head trip out of everything. But not all of them. You know, some of them. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, I think um, we'll definitely save some more for, for another broadcast. But but again, any 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 last points that people might want to add into this into this recording to archive it for the history of mankind? Anything else that we want to mention? There we go. <laughs> this is good. This is good. <laughs> this is good. Right here, right now. Believe in the good things. They're right yeah, here. Yeah. Cool, guys. All right. Um, <laughs> Well, let's just cool. let's just take a breath. You know, I, I literally let's just like I'm gonna, I'm taking a breath right here, and I invite you guys to take a breath, and I invite our listeners to take a breath, and really just not only absorb all the information that we've shared and that we've downloaded together, but to embody it. That I feel is the important thing. So, if you guys just want to join me and just like connecting with your breath, gentle inhales, really deep into it. Just take a couple more here. Just enjoy that silence. Just one more deep breath. So just reflecting on the gratitude the opportunity to be here in this vehicle, in this beautiful, beautiful vehicle that you've chosen, that you've created for yourself, the opportunity to lo- to learn and to grow alongside, to be able to grow and learn as part of it. So thanking our bodies, thanking our minds, thanking our spirit, recognizing that they all are one, extensions of the same thing. And let us continue to ask the questions of what are we capable of and let that be let that guide us further up the mountain so remember there's no such thing there's no such thing as limits there's only plateaus so once you reach that plateau know that there's still more for you to to go check out so so I want to give a sh- special shout-out to everyone who's tuned into this, special shout-out to the entire community. Thank you so much, guys, for being a part of this. Special shout-out to Mr. Bruce Lee for, for being a part of this broadcast oh, yeah, as well. <laughs> shout-out to the big guy up in the, <laughs> up in the stars. <laughs>
<laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, just again, for everyone looking to be involved in this community, please tune into it, tune in for future broadcasts, get involved, share this with your friends, and most importantly, continue the conscious conversations where you are, and uh, yeah, experience what this opportunity, this lifetime has, has ready for you. It's right there, it's right in front of you. Just all you have to do is choose. So, guys, let's uh, officially wrap this up and um, let's uh, segue ourselves into the astral. And um, I look forward to doing this again. And thank you so much for everyone for for being a part of this, for co-creating this show. Shifters of the world, unite! Yes, cool guys. All right, so guys, let's uh, say goodbye to the internets together, and we're gonna shut this broadcast down. And until next time, so good night, internets. Say good night to the internets. Good night, guys. We love you. Woo! All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks again. Aloha, guys. I love you. And until next time, we'll see you in the future. And keep it shifty. Peace out.